Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we'll be discussing just about anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, I would like to take a second and thank the sponsors of the Model Geeks Podcast, Detail and Scale, Furball Aero Design, and Sprue Brothers, as well as the listeners that donate to make this podcast possible. Now buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you'll download and make us a part of your modeling mid-sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. All right. Hey, uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 33, Model Geeks Podcast. Coming at you. Nemo here, running the show tonight. And uh, got Frildo, got Whitey, and ooh, I got a special guest. Special guest. Who's our special guest? We got Justin Lentz in the house, one of the OG model geeks from way back in the day. Justin, Frildo, Whitey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? What's up, Scott? How's it going? Doing all right. Yeah? How's how? What's the weather like in Lubbock? Man, it's actually really nice here today. Um, it's it's always it's always windy here. I think that we're like the number, you know, as far as average wind speed goes. I think that we are number two. Um, Amarillo might be number one or something like that. So it's always windy here, especially in the spring. But it's actually really nice outside. I've got a little bit of humidity, probably about yeah. eighty degrees. It's a it's a decent day. Oh, wow, man. it is. I bet that's nice. It, we we've been lucky here lately. It's been you know you know because here in maryland we really do get the whole four seasons so we'll get like you know we get a no kidding a true spring summer fall winter all that so winter it was tough this this year i mean it, i know you guys get snow too but we got a ton this year and i'm happy to be moving on to spring so i can start playing golf and uh but i'm just guy i got bit by the model bug lately so i haven't i really haven't been playing all that much but uh anyway well cool man well um before we start like you know, getting in deep into the, to the topics and all of our different things. I mean, Justin, since this is the first time you kind of been on the show, um, you know, in the past we've, we've mentioned you, uh, I, I think you are one hell of a builder, one of the best I've known ever. And, uh, so why don't you just kind of just give the listeners, tell us about yourself, man. Tell us who's Justin Lentz and how did you get, how'd you get involved in modeling and what you about, man? Yeah, man, for sure. Well, yeah, like you said, my name's Justin Lentz. I'm sure some of you guys have always wondered who the heck Justin is. Um, whenever y'all hear these guys talking about Justin. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, uh, so I grew up in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, and that's where I met Scott, as a matter of fact. And I had always, I had always, I guess, built models and whatnot. Um, but sometime in the early nineties, I was, I was actually dating his uh, sister at the time. <laughs> No man. <laughs> and anyway, so I, I remember I showed up to her house, you know, like a 15 year old nerd and, and, uh, and there was all these, there's these models sitting around. I was like, Hey, that's, that's a nice model. What's that? And, and then around the corner, there's another one, you know, he's got them all set out and stuff. I was like, oh, what the heck's going on? Who's this guy? So anyway, Scott shows up and, um, and uh, he was like, yeah, well, you know, Hey man, we need to get together and, and you know, show me your builds. And I, I remember that you came to my house and uh and i i can't imagine what you probably thought you know i had like the old <laughs> monogram like b17 you know i didn't know you're supposed to sand seams i just thought you painted everything with a brush and slapped some decals on it and called it good man i didn't know yeah any man different, you know i mean if you don't have anybody to tell you how to build you know and i mean back yeah. back in the early 90s i mean yeah there were magazines and stuff but 
you know, 14, 15 year old kid, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any of that stuff. So anyway, um, you know, kind of learned through Scott, like how to paint. I remember we, uh, one of the first kits I ever bought that I actually did well on was a, like a Hasegawa 109E4 or something. And I think we ordered like a, man, what the heck was it? Fal- Falcon? Fal- Re- they made resin. They made some resin sets back in the day. Like, had like a little yeah, there were, there were, there were, uh, there was like a Cooper detail set and a Falcon canopy and they made some other resin stuff. Yeah. But uh, do you, do you still have that? You better still have no, that. No, dude, that sucker's long oh. gone. Well, you know, I have to, I have to say, and I'll tell you how I got lost, you know, so, you know, Scott and I, you know, hung out, you know, from the mid nineties on, you know, you left, you left into the Navy, what, 98 or something, 97, you know, and so we didn't lose touch or anything, but, you know, but up until then, you know, we went to shows and got to go check out some cool stuff. And, you know, I kind of learned, learned how to get, you know, um, I got an airbrush, you know, I don't think I had a regulator at the time. So God knows what kind of pressure I was spraying at. Um, but, uh, anyway, you know, learned, I, I learned and, uh, so it was, it, it was some good times for sure. But, um, you know, I, I guess after, after you left for the Navy, you know, I mean, dude, I, I started playing drums at that point, I think. And, yeah. and that kind of replaced the, my, my model time everything kind of got put up or whatever. So yeah, after that, um, moved to Lubbock, um, to chase a girl who's now my wife. There you and, go. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, so I've been up here since 05 and uh, kind of pick, pick models back up, probably about 08, I would say, 07, 08, okay. something like that. And and uh, kind of been, I really don't think I was ever very serious. And I don't know what serious modeling is really, but probably not till, I don't know, probably 2015, 2016 is when I was like, hey, you know what? I want to try to do these better. And so that's, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing since then, man. And that, I guess probably about that long that I've really, you know, focused on, you know, techniques and making sure that my stuff didn't look like total dog crap. Yeah. And, uh, which it doesn't. Know. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I was taught, I, you know, and being able to, to, to bounce things off, off of the geeks and, and just kind of trying to figure out, you know, um, how to get through some of this stuff. It, it, it's always been a help. You know, we, it, I'm sure you've talked, I know you guys have talked about the text message that we've had. I mean, it's been going oh, yeah. since like probably 20, 13 or i don't know yeah, it's I can't been remember. a while almost 10 years man yeah it's been going a while a while and yep. so you know we've been and we've to... only all we've only all been together once that's when we made our trip to uh, um we went to to texas and stayed with gabe and yeah. you came down and we we went to the show in san antonio and you know that was we've got and it, we're all set to do this again next year for nats and san marcus so Freaking i already happen. talked to allison and we're going to rent a, uh, a huge house on the river mm-hmm. in New Braunfels. So that's going to be model geeks central. So you got, we'll all have to stay together, you know? I'm, I'm down. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Of course, yeah, we've been friends forever, man. I mean, I've known you more than half my life. So, and um, anyway, how's your mom, man? Your mom doing okay? God Almighty! Every time I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. Good, good. <laughs> uh, I was being no, good. I, I love, I love Justin's family, man. I, I've known his mom and his sisters for I'll see a picture. I mean, years, years and years and years, <laughs> and they're awesome people. But it is kind of is a little inside. I don't even know. It's an inside joke. It's just, you know, just as mom was, we were there at leisure time hobbies and Eugene was like, Hey Scott, go help that lady pick out a model. So I go and I help this lady and she was super friendly. Awesome. Super nice. That was Justin's mom. I had no idea it was Justin's mom. So 
And I didn't know you at the time, you know, we, so that's, you didn't that even kind know of a me. weird thing. I hooked you up with your first cool kit. Yeah. She was like, really? You think I was like, yes, get him this one. It was a Tamiya, the, the, the P51D. So with the blue nose, man, with the blue nose, man. Anyway, well, cool. Well, dude, it's, Back to it's the big uh, stepdad. No, no. <laughs> oh, hey, no. hey, just to tie it in, just to tie it, yeah. tie it into <laughs> some of the things we're going to talk gross. about later. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I did. I, I remember how I finished that thing too. I actually went down and I bought a pack of the freaking bare metal foil yeah. and tried to freaking foil that thing. I didn't know. I didn't even know how to fill a sand a seam, and I'm trying to. That thing turned into a big ball of foil, man. <laughs> That's still that. Yeah. Oh, you know what man. you said well, though earlier, Justin. You mentioned okay, so about 2013, 2012, 2013, you started quote unquote taking model serious modeling seriously, yeah. right? Yeah. And then wasn't it, it wasn't but a couple of years after that, you had your 111, the H2 111, the Heinkel in the, uh, in a magazine already though. Remember? Yeah. Um, that, well, that was like, cause that was whenever we were, so that was 2017, I guess. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. still like, so call that, it four years later, boom, there you are. Yeah. That was the IPMS journal or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but then one of my MIGs, the MIG three, the little MIG three that I did was yeah, that was beautiful. Too. Yeah, man, that's super fun, man. I, you know, I don't. It's not like, man, I'm so good, but that's so cool to be able to just say, hey, look, this is my thing, and it's in a yeah, man, it's in a magazine. This is fun. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that you share uh, common build fundamentals, all of us. So Gabe, you know, Frill, Whitey, myself, Darren, we we all share that fundamental kind of. Try not to take ourselves too seriously, but we like to build nice models, you know, and, and it's fun to, to, to see something like, you know, yeah, that's why we have our text group. Oh man, check this out. Look at, you know, it's just, it's fun. And when you have, man, how should I do this? Or when you're like, okay, uh, how do I build the A4 again? Gabe, hook me up, you know? And it, it's just having this group is just, it's, it's just it's just awesome, man. It's yeah, made me a better, better builder. And cause you know, I, I sometimes I'll think about, I don't know how I'm going to attack this. And then one of you guys will be like, try it this way. And I'm like, Holy crap. I didn't even think about that. So I highly encourage all the listeners out there, like have a group, have some, your buddies that you can talk to bounce ideas off of. It's one of the best things about my model building is, is, is our group of friends. So it's, it's awesome. Well, again, I keep saying it, but it's a pleasure to have you on board um, tonight. Whitey, what you got, man? We still got one mission to accomplish. What's that? We have a member who is yet to build. <laughs> That's I, wait, never going to happen. Did Matt, we revoke? You need to get revoke. on. You need, Matt, let's go, buddy. Yeah, I think crack we, crack we, the I plastic think on the kit. Let's go. If anybody think, would have an un, um, you know, unlimited model time, it would be him. Seriously. Yeah, Mr. Single Guy. He doesn't really yeah. fit the mold of a geek, though, right? He's he's single. He's young. He's got got his whole life in front of him. He's got lots of money. He doesn't have to worry about you know. Yeah, did you guys run really into fit. him at Fairfax? And he doesn't build. We did not. No, he was. Yeah. I haven't even heard from. Yeah. Him. I haven't even. Yeah, he was he there. Was, I looked over. He was not was there. Like, I walked up to him and said, "Yo, man, this is only for people who actually build models." And he laughed and. <laughs> And yeah, he was there. He you guys that little bastard didn't even text me and say, yeah, hey, dude, I'm he was to there. Fairfax. No, he yeah, wasn't. He, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Well, shame on you, Matt, for not saying hi to us. That's cards pulled, man. You're yep, no longer was, a geek. It was at the guy who had revoked. the monogram 
B29s for 10 bucks. Well, it was over there, and I was oh, like, What are you doing here? You don't bucks. build models. Revoked. Yeah. That's yep. free. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding, Matt. You're not you're not revoked. Just build a damn model. You're on probation. <laughs> He's been on probation. Double secret yeah. probation. Double yeah, secret probation. That guy's we love you, Matt. Probation but, for five years. Yeah. yeah. We love you, but come on, man. Build a damn model, dude. Seriously. Anyway. All right. Cool. Well, anyway, Justin, great to have you on board. Moving on, man. Okay, so moving on to what you working on, man? What's on your bench? I'm going to start with Frill. Frill, though, what you got, man? What are you, what are you working on? Well, I am still working on the uh, MiG-23. I've been kind of busy this week. Well, actually, like since like last week with uh, some stuff going on that I've been trying to take care of and uh, still working on the MiG-23. I'm at the point where it's time to put the wheels on, so I need to make sure that I get my five-minute epoxy out and make sure my wheels are all nice and straight. And then once I get the wheels on, then I can go ahead and put the undercarriage doors because the MiG-23 has got that weird door that sits like over the... Uh, it's kind of funky, the aft yeah. section. Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. Yeah, cool. And so Weird, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to do that and uh, finish the ordinance. I finished the ejection seat and just going around finishing, you know, spots where the wash didn't go all the way through the panel line, going back, touching that stuff up. And yep. what kind of, what kind of wash, what kind of paint were you using? And what uh, kind well, of wash did you, oh, use? Was, uh, you use all that stuff? Gunsy Aqueous, of course, of course. Okay. Know. Excellent. And, uh, and I use uh, Windsor Newton. I'm not a real big fan of the Tamiya wash because I feel that the Tamiya panel liner, it stains the paint real easy and I have a hard time getting it off. And I find that when I use Windsor Newton and I use odorless mineral spirits, yeah, I need to go get some of that. The, uh, it comes, you know, I have, it's an easier time for me using those. So I kind of use that as my wash. So I just ordered like 20 bottles of the Rons and all. Now that, that, that I get it right. The staining part, and even with the Tamiya paint, it'll stain even worse if you're using the the panel liner. But that's where the rosin all comes in. I'll talk more about it later. But yeah, I I, I get it. I used to use the Windsor Newton oils with turpenoid. I, I still sometimes do use that, but I'm I've really been liking the the Tamiya panel liner. I'll, yeah, more. But yeah, but it, I think it's looking really really good. Um, oh, thanks. I'll- and dec- decals went on okay. Yeah, decals. I use the uh, Linden Hill um, Afghan Afghan yeah, sheet, and they went down not a not a single bit of silvering whatsoever. Sweet. And did you and, um, did you use a gloss coat or did you just put them on polish and then put them on um, decals? I was going to use a gloss coat, but then I was like, uh, I don't want to put a whole bunch of stencils on it because this thing was in Afghanistan. It was like they they kind of showed up middle to the unit that I'm doing. They showed up middle to the end of their time in Afghanistan, and so. They were kind of beat up, and so they didn't have a whole lot of stencils on them. So I kind of went that route. Just put a few here and there on there, and uh, I just polished it. I just polished cool. the area and then hit it with some uh, Tester's Dull Coat. There you go. My overall flat coat. And then I've been working on the Triple P's uh, Egyptian M4 Sherman. I hit up TJ about the color of, you know, hey, what kind of desert yellow should I do? And uh, Yeah, man. So I've got that. I'm probably lay some paint on that at some point this week cool get that going good deal that's about it awesome man well uh thanks for the update yeah i I can't wait to see the the sherman and the um and the mig done it's certainly looking cool i've got that that model in the stash and and, you know it's uh, i'd like to work on it and believe it or not it's a it's a nice fitting kit the only place that i really 
had an issue. Well, it really wasn't an issue. You just have to use some model skills is uh, at the intakes and the rudder to make sure you get a nice, because it's a single piece. It's a separate rudder because they do yeah. the different, the uh, BN version and uh, yep. the yep. MF and MLD. And and so the rudder is different. And so just getting, you know, that's that fit with the rudder to the top of the fuselage and the intakes were the only spot where I had to like expound any kind of brain power on anything other than that the rest of it just fell right together cool well what i've seen of it uh so far looks looks cool can't wait to see it done man so thanks thanks dude thanks for the update um whitey what you got man what you working on Uh, i'm back and work on the uh sherman m4 for the triple p build cool Uh, like i said the last thing i wrapped up was that cobra uh, so I, Dude, to, that thing looks so cool. I, I love the decals that you used for it. The, you know, it's just different <laughs> than the shark mouth, you know, it's just something. Unique. Yeah. You know, that's so why it's cool. That's why I went with those just cause it was like, eh, yeah, this is kind of more, I don't know, kind of funny and just different. Like you said, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, nothing fancy about it. Where those figures come from, man. I noticed that. Um, they, those are from a uh, arrow line, um, plus model. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they make really cool figures, man. Now they were super I will, cool. Yeah, man. Th- they're they're Nam era Cobra pilots, but I kind of painted them like to make them look like whatever early nineties army dudes, you know. So yeah, I mean, man, I didn't know the difference. I just know they look cool and they certainly fit the yeah. You, know, you, the had, I, you know, it, I, you know, I, I've said it before. I love putting a figure. If I'm gonna put a model on a on a base. I'm going to put a figure with it just to kind of, I've heard a guy say it before, it lends scale to the thing, you know, so for the average sure, Joe yeah. walking by, they can look at, you know, we all know how big a person generally is. So, you yeah. know, oh, okay. Wow. That thing's that small or that thing's that big. Wow. You know, so, and then, you know, it just kind of, uh, you know, adds character, adds some animation to the, to the thing somehow, you know, it makes it, I don't know. I, I like the look of a figure and painting a 48 scale figure is so easy. You know, I, you don't have to get crazy with the cheese whiz, man. You know, throw down the basic coats and then hit it with the wash, and you're gonna cover you know, like you know, at 48 scale, you don't get in there and try to paint eyeballs, man. You know, just <laughs> just dock in those areas, and uh, you know, <laughs> we've all seen the meme. Oh <laughs> my god, those are so face. funny though. <laughs> they're so funny. Oh, I mean, because it's hilarious. so true. Like guys are like, "Hey guys, how do you like my figure?" and like. It's just two big white blobs with two big black blobs with the even, eyeballs. Going, you know, you know even in 32 and 35th scale, you don't need to paint eyeballs, man. You just shade on in that area. Shade it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Put a wash uh, but, and call it good, man. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh I'm onto the M M4 and I just finished up this morning actually the um the tracks. And let cool. me tell you, uh um, I, I won't be an armor model if, if it comes to doing Lincoln link tracks. Uh, be, Pain you know, in the, you know what, huh? Yeah. Well, you have some nice tracks too, there. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of went on the recommendation of, uh, you know, when this, when hitting up their build page, the Triple P's build page, guys were bopping around the different brands of of uh, various Sherman tracks that are available. And and someone mentioned Panda Plastics. That they they actually fit the Dragon kit and everything like that. So I was like, okay, that's what I'll grab, man. So I did, and um, it took me a while to even get them. They kind of, I don't yeah. know much about the company, but I had to email them and say, hey, you know, I ordered these things, and and all of a sudden, then they showed up in the mail. Um, huh. But, Funny but how that mold, works, huh? They're molded plastic. They're not resin. They're not metal. Um, 
and you know if you're familiar with how a sherman tread goes together you know you have yeah. the road pad and then the two links uh and and that's exactly how the these things are molded and the links were just weak and you know you obviously uh, got to bring some tension onto the track to uh you know to make it look right and yep. once i did that it, it turned into you know because of the poor molding of the links and i, sh- I shot justin some photos this morning uh you know i would get the last one together boom ah oh, okay good i'm happy and then i would look and there'd be like two or three that are stressing and pulling <laughs> and all of a sudden uh, they'd just be breaking apart you know because like, uh, someone molded good someone molded bad but out of Thirteen thousand of them that come in the thing in the pack, you, you, you know, and they're microscopic. Yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was a real exercise in patience getting them together. Uh, I, I finally have them there, and the thing is sitting over here on my bench. Um, yeah. I I got the thing with a weight on it to hold the uh, suspension. I put some glue in it yeah. to, to make it look like it's all just sitting on the deck. Um, yeah. You know, so that's that's where I'm at with that thing, uh, and pretty much done with assembly i'll start throwing weathering product at it over the next <laughs> couple of days i mean yeah cool dust, man. dirt you know i can much, say whatever that's how i you know i kind of like those uh white metal tracks that i use on mine and then uh once i found out i got a system down like i've never like like you you know i've never done individual link tracks before and then well, i guess i did with the ming but that was a that, th- those were easy but those white metal ones, and once I figured out how to put them on, the uh, using the flat, you know, flat-headed tweezers, so you can grip that end thing on yeah, the Sherman mm-hmm. track. It's I like boom, boom, boom. I was just rolling through, and uh, yeah. So if you ever, you know, if assembling you need some, the assembling the length of them together wasn't wasn't difficult. It was once it came time to bring it around yeah. onto the wheels themselves, uh, and then you know they give you a count on there and how many you, treads you're going to need for, for the M whatever. And I wound up having to remove a tread in order to get it to the proper tension. Cause I, when I initially attached them, there was sag and it's not supposed to be with the Sherman, I guess. Um, oh. So I took one out and got it looking good. And, and that's when the stress and started happening. Uh, but it, again, it's sitting now good to go. Um, cool. What else was I, I was going to say something about treads again too. Oh shit. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> scale color, uh, scales, scale colors guy, Jeff Hearn, his yeah. 3d printed ones. I yeah. got to look at those down at amps. Um, if I knew those were available prior to me starting into these, into this product, uh, or, yeah. or prior to me, I would have grabbed his, uh, cause I looked at his 3d printed, the 3d printed way seems to be the way, the way to go. Yes, with, uh, yeah. with with treads. Yeah, they look good. I ordered a set of the early Tiger because I have a uh, Ryfield Models early production Tiger One. I think it's yeah. Tiger One or Panther One, one of the two. And I ordered some of his tracks for it. So yep. Oh, yeah, they, they on the bench. They look good to get it off the bench. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, awesome. Thanks for the update. Appreciate that. Uh, can't wait to see the the Sherman done. It's, I think it's going to look really cool, man. Cool. Oh, hey, you know what? Can I say yeah, one more yeah. thing about, yeah, about, sure. tank, about tanks of course. real quick? Um, so the back end, I'm going to throw a bunch of stowage on it. And I got to talk about real quick about uh, value, yes, value via stowage. Uh, you know, I talk met Steve away. Munsell down there at the AMP show. And uh, when when I got this kit, um, 
who did I get from John? John, I got the kit from John Bonani, but then TJ threw in, uh, sent me a bunch of uh, value gear stowage. And I never really got a look at I I talked with Steve, but when I finally busted out the stuff out of the bag, I mean, we've all seen resin cargo gear and stuff like that. It yeah, usually yeah. looks just lumpy, like lumpy stuff that someone yeah. etched some some uh, lines into, right? Yeah. No, but you get a good look at this guy's stuff, and holy crap, it is like. You know, his tarps are just, they're thinned out and rolled. I mean, the detail on his stuff is just fantastic. So, yeah. And I heard he's just super, I haven't met him, but he seems like super nice guy. Yeah. 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 He'll be out at the house. We'll hang out with him. It's good to do. He's a dead ringer for Darren too. Yep. Looks just like D-Ran, man. (laughs) At the Nats, we thought it was D-Ran. Yeah. Yeah, He makes makes different stowage for different tanks. Cool. Oh, grab cool. um so it's like actually made for like the specific tank and put this mm-hmm. wow yeah and then that there's of course cool. there's general sets as well and, sure and, yeah you know 32 35 awesome. 48 scale stuff even wow good to know value gear pick it up awesome thanks whitey justin what's on the bench man what you working on well i am uh you know we had our little march madness build or whatever so i had to put one of the things on hold that I had been kind of wanting to do probably, I don't know for a long time, really. Um, but I've been working on the great wall hobbies, 48 scale MIG 29. And it's the nine, nine dash 12, I guess, or the nine. Ooh, what is it? Nine, yeah. 12. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, man, it's a really nice kit. You know, I've heard a lot of people gripe about, you know, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't fit well, blah, 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 blah. You can't, you know, the intakes are terrible. So I don't know. I kind of used a, I don't know. A tried and true method that I like to call dry fitting, um, you know, <laughs> kind of get that sucker together. And, and you know, people have a hard time with the intakes. Well, they do. They come in like. Let me take a look at this thing real fast. So they come. They come in to the the fronts of the intakes, and I'll show y'all. I know nobody else can see it, but the fronts of the intakes yeah. come in two halves. Yeah. Right. You got two halves in the front, and then you got a one piece in the back that kind of covers over the engine area there, and. Uh, all the builds online that I could find, you could see that people had just followed the directions, which I mean, Hey, you know, follow the directions. I get it. It's what you're supposed to do. Right. It's not what I do, but um, you know, you end up, you end up with some nasty seams on the outsides of these, uh, uh, these intakes that just, I mean, they're ugly. They really yeah. are. So, you know, if you build them all as one piece and then stick them to the bottom, you've got some seams you got to deal with, but they're underneath and, and they're like inside the intake. So it's super easy to kind of smooth those out. So yeah. we're working, working on that. Um, painted it with, uh, with some MRP. Um, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a one-off scheme that the, that Ukraine had back in like 07, I think something like that. Um, really just overall the, the MIG green on top with yeah. that, you know, that standard MIG green, um, yep. and the gray underneath. And, uh, doing it up like i said in the ukrainian markings um linden hill makes a really freaking cool sheet that uh that has uh has this one on it and a whole bunch of other ones that those linden hill decals i know frills frills and mig 23 he's using them i mean dude they look like paint when you're done they do you know yep. they do that's, yeah that's they're... what i'm going to use on the on the, the 27 i've got a couple sets um so if i screw something up but yeah they're they're I've, every time i've used them i think i've used them twice they're they they look painted like yep. you can't even see the edge the carrier there's like hardly any carrier film at all yeah yep. yep. so i guess to you know to begin with there's hardly any and then you know just and of course you know i don't i don't do like you guys um because using mrp like 
I mean, I probably could polish it, but dude, I just, I have this thing where I've used a clear coat under my decals forever. That's what you do. Yeah, man. And, and dude, I just like, why, why tempt the fates, man? Why am yeah, I going to do, do that, what you do. You know? Um, yeah, I have no, I have no problem saying, you know, but I don't, that's the other thing that I don't do. Like some guys will gloss coat the whole model to put, to put a decal on the wing. <laughs> Gabe, <laughs> Gabe. <clears throat> but no, it's true. You know I mean? There's, there's, there's really no reason to do it. I, I don't think, you know, I, I've never had any, any trouble. So what I'll do is I, I yeah. will gloss, you know, just where I'm going to put decals. And luckily this one doesn't have a whole lot of stencils. It only has the Sweet. radiation radiation warning on the nose. On the nose, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally the only stencil I could find. Um, looking through a whole bunch of pictures, I had a guy email me like six hundred and fifty pictures of Ukrainian. Holy eggs. goodness! Yeah, I need to hook you guys up. I don't know if y'all ever want them, but um, super cool guy from Poland um, sent me all of these. Oh. All of these, yeah, yeah, and they're they're awesome pictures, man. But whenever it looked like whenever some of these went through some refurbishment, that none of the none of the stencils really made it back on. So I was gotcha. cool with that. That was cool yeah, man. Um, so working on that. Um, and then I have a, uh, you know, uh, my buddy, Will Pattison um, has become, a, has become a friend of mine over the, uh, has become a friend of mine over the years, just, you know, um, chatting with him and stuff. And now I spent a little bit of time with him out, out at, Hey man, he's going to be at Nats this year, isn't he? I think he's uh, going. I don't know if he is or not. I haven't talked to him think, about that. I think he might be going. Will, yeah. are you going to Nats? I think he he's is. Going he said that he was riding with somebody and, uh, oh, there you go. Sweet. Yeah, he's going right. to be out there. Good, but uh, yeah. So you know, I've gone and hung out with him at what he calls El Rancho Patterson a couple times, and he's shown me the the good pizza that they have there. Um, and uh, you know, it's been it's been a good time to just uh, I don't know, hang out with that guy. Anyway, um, what what he always likes to say is sometimes it's cool to just kind of let your model sit to the side, you know, and just look at it and see, you know, what are you happy with, what are you not happy with, or whatever. He says, let it speak to you. And that might be a little bit too much for me, but. Seriously, like no, it's cool to sit and just kind of look at this thing. And be like, okay, do I see any spots that need a little more attention, or you know, am I cool where it is? And uh, so, in the meantime, what I what I've been doing is kind of slamming this little, uh, a little oh. Tamiya. Uh, what is it? The M twenty, you know, like a little armored car yeah. thing. Yeah, man. Forty eight scale. Yeah, I bought it a fun. long time ago. Never, never. I, you know, why did I buy it? I just did, but you know, Hey, I spent the money. So <laughs> anyway, just kind of slapping it together. It'll look like complete dog crap when I'm done, but, um, it's super fun. fun. It's just fun. Yeah. It's fun. You yeah. Know? You have fun. That's what it's all about, so, man. You yeah, know, there cool. is, there is something to putting a model aside because I had done it with the MIG 23 and was doing something else. And I happened to look over and I saw there were two panel lines that I had not rescribed across the top. And it was already painted and everything. So I had to, I had to nut up and sack up and put some, I got this clear, it's like dynamo tape, but it's clear and it's for like masking, you know, curves and stuff and scribing. And so I had to put that on very carefully, you know, and get lined up and I was able to get the line scribed in, but yeah, I didn't catch them until I had paint on it. And I just happened to look over. Oh, we, we, we caught them. We saw them. And the sunlight was reflecting, and I was like, wait a minute, where do those panel lines go? They, like, start out, and they just disappeared Zoom. when I had the sand, you know? Yeah, man. And I was like, oh, man. Yep. It always happens after you've got paint on. I, and I've had a couple like that, too. And, you know, just looking at pictures, too, that I've taken and sent to you guys, and I put a couple on, on uh, you know, Facebook and stuff. Like, I've noticed some, like, stains. It's like, crap, man. I'm going to have to go back and fix that. So, Zoom you know. It, like, 
sending stuff to the geeks is is a blessing and a disguise and a and a um and a curse all at once, man. Because yeah. like you're like, oh man, they're gonna help me out, and then they're like, no, we're gonna point out all the shit that you missed. <laughs> and you're like little red circles with the red arrows, you know, with question marks and stuff. And we're like, man, what the? But yeah, it helps. I mean, they're like, yeah, okay, I need to fix it, whatever. Yeah, you know, because yeah. half the time, what I've we've all learned, if you don't. Like certain things, if if I'm like, if it's if it's bugging you, you better fix it now because then when you finish it, you're just like, why didn't I spend the? Probably adds up to what five or ten minutes to fix whatever you need to fix. I don't know. It's it's fun. But then you go back, um, you're right? Then you go back and you fix it anyway, and then you yeah. have to <laughs> then you have to freaking reprime and sand yeah. and paint yeah. and fix it. You know. Uh, so I've had to do that a couple times in this. It's place. a curse. Ah, you know, I will say. Working on the tracker, having to go back and fix screw ups. Oh boy. I have Our gotten setting. good at going back and sanding once something's already been painted, sanding it yeah, and man. then priming it and blending it and then going back over it. So I have gotten good at that working on the tracker. So it's, it's a skill, man. It, it really yep. is. I mean, it really is figuring out how, okay, no, I don't want to leave a freaking hole in the paint. I don't want to leave steps everywhere. Yeah, it really. It really is something you. I know that know you know. For me, it's like that's why I wait so long to put decals on because I want to make sure it really is good to go. Because then, as soon as the decals start going on, and if you see something, you're like, "Oh man, why didn't I just fix it?" Now it's it's getting delicate with if you're trying to mask something, if you're sanding or filling, and you don't want to, it'll just you don't you're not. Oh no, it's not going to touch the decal. Oh yeah, yes it will. So fix that, fix your stuff before you start decaling and just take the extra couple minutes and, you know, if it's going to bug you, then fix it. If it's not going to bug you, then just don't worry about it. You know, it's kind of like me and the A4, the slats. I, I just, I'll never, ever fix the, I know I'm wrong, but I will just never, I just doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't care. I don't, never you know, them. I, normally I wouldn't either, but it is an easy fix to do. I mean, it is kind of easy and I'm just like, oh, I didn't. It kind of like hones my skill, you know. I don't like, yeah. I guess get get lazy, you know. what I mean, and that's like, that's the cool thing. Like, have fun do doing and, that. I'm just gonna move yeah. right past it. Oh, I've seen. Me. Oh yeah, I've seen guys. I've seen A4s that don't correct that. Like, take best aircraft. So yeah, but you know, I just like to see if I can see if I can pull it off, you know. And and if yeah. I do, great. Gate. When Gabe pulls that off, man, holy goodness. It looks like that's the way it was made. I just don't know how he does it. I don't know how. It's like perfect. He puts that Mr. Surfacer code on there and goes, hey, guys, check this seam out. Like, I think, yeah. was there an under, there was a panel line or something underneath on the growler that he's working on. And I was like, that was a fix. I, it's just like the panel line is absolutely perfect. It looks like it looks like plastic, but I know it's painted with Surfacer. And I'm just like, I quit. I quit. I can't. Yeah, he's, make, I a, can't. he's a master at that stuff, man. He sent some pics last night here. of the cockpit. Oh, the, and God dang, man. And he used the Quintus what the Studio, hell? but they look damn good. I'm not going to lie. Hey, they look fucking cheating, phenomenal. Ain't trying. It did. I was like, okay, I guess I'm using Quinta on my Hornet. <laughs> yeah, they they look good. And Gabe's a phenomenal builder to begin with. And yeah, he, right. he gets like, and he uses Mr. And the thing that gets me is like, he uses Mr. Color. That's like, that, that's like his that's stable. His deal. And he That's has he, that shit dialed in to he just a phenomenal builder. Yeah. And I'm and I'm glad that you know I can call I can count on him as a you know, I call him a friend and he's a phenomenal builder. Yeah. Gabe's Gabe's not Gabe's pretty good. 
I've known Gabe. I've known Gabe for a long time. Long. I think even longer than I've known you, Justin. Probably so. Couple About the years, same maybe. time. Yeah, maybe somewhere yeah. right in there. I mean, because I, you know, you know what? Well, I mean, I think I met Gabe. I I might have been nineteen, or twenty whenever I met him. I'd have to. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's longer than, you know, more than half my life. So anyway, we can get him on here. All right, man. Well, uh, again, awesome update, and uh, thanks for being on the show. As far as what I'm working on, um, I've got that Kitty Hawk SU27 making good progress. She's all polished up, ready for decals. But I'm trying to get all the fiddly bits done first, and uh, then I'll start putting all the stencils on. This one actually seems like it's got a bunch of stencils, so um, I've got the Linden Hill, a couple of those Linden Hill sheets, so I'm going to put those on there, um, and hopefully I can get get the aircraft done soon it's it's turned out so much better than i thought it was going to be i mean you know once i finally got the the struts drilled out and pinned and put the wheels on and all the other little weird fixes that I, you have to do with it the fit and, and it looks just like it's got a nice droop to the nose so it looks just like a, a 27 but man it's just there's a lot of work to get here so dude it's um, looking really freaking good though man well thanks man i appreciate I mean, it yeah a lot of work. In, in, in typical, you know, in typical Nemo fashion, it's like the panel lines are perfect and all the little dude. It's just, you know, it, it's crazy. It's like, hey, that's the Kitty Hawk kit, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they did some nice stuff. Yeah. You, you know, if you take your time with it and yeah, and fiddle with it, it's uh, you know, I don't and know this if y'all saw that Darren Darren just sent a message a little bit ago. He had a he bought the Kitty Hawk SU17, which was the original unbuildable Kitty Hawk kit. So man. Yeah, no. but I mean, Wachowski, Mike built it, and yeah. the cool thing about that one is it's got the drop slats and flaps. Oh, think, okay. You know, yeah. so you can. But I think the fuselage, each side is like six pieces. Yeah, it's pretty something. wild. Yeah, but like you said, if you've got the patience, it will improve your skills because you have to figure stuff out. You know, so I'm uh I'm really excited to have it done. I'm I have to admit I'm I can't believe how well the engineer is in the gun area turned out i i yeah i like go to bed i'm like man i can't believe it actually looks i can't believe it worked so <laughs> and it was a long process um that looks great, but man. uh yeah man well thanks thanks so that's really all i got working on and then i got my secret uh, squirrel project that i'm not going to tell anybody about um uh, working on i'm, I'm probably going to start that as soon as i finish this one i'm just kidding it's probably i'm probably going to start on that 30 second scale um f18 the e that i got at um Weren't you working on like a 30-second scale K4 or G10 uh, or something? I was working on – I worked on – I got like 20 of 20 squirrels sitting in their come cages. On, we, They're still there, though. Come on. We need a SAMA 109, man. Come on. We need, we need I, a SAMA 109. I got like 20 of them. Oh, come on, I man. We like need 20 a, of them built. We need to see a, a SAMA 120 – or excuse me, a SAMA 109 out there. It's been a yeah, while since, okay. since you've built one. All right, I I got I got one of them in work. We I could probably I maybe I could do, tell me what you guys tell me what you want me to work on next. So tell me what you want me to build. But I'm thinking well, I'm leaning towards starting the trumpeter, thirty second scale super hornet. Well, it's cool. I mean, because I never had a single Nazi subject in my stash until I met you, <laughs> and now I've and got, got a, like probably <laughs> like a, they're cool like twenty or so different Nazi Good. subjects Good in my stash you. now. And I'm like, man, I always swore I would never do a 109 because I didn't want to subject myself to the the expert in out there, you know, and yeah. It, yeah. And so now I've got like 
I got quite a few kits in my stash. So thanks, yeah, guys. Says Mister, didn't didn't you win like best Luftwaffe in San Antonio, and you won all these crazy awards with your 109? Yeah, so I did. Yeah, the yeah, G10, man. the Ravel, Germany G10. That's awesome. Cool. See, 109s they rule. It's like when you go to the San Antonio, you want to win an award, bring a 262, and you'll win some. <laughs> There's. It's sad, kind of how true that is. It's just how true it is. So yes. True. Anyway, all right, guys. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate the update from the bench. Uh, before we move on, um, let's hear from Rock over at uh, our awesome sponsor, Detail and Scale. Rock, take it away, man. Hi, Model Geeks. Rock Rozak of Detail and Scale here to talk about our latest book, Attack Aircraft of the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps by Bert Kinsey. At the end of World War II, the Navy combined the missions and capabilities of the Scout dive bomber and the torpedo bomber into a single aircraft, and the A designation for attack aircraft was born. Our book covers 14 different attack aircraft, from the propeller-driven AU-1 Corsair, AM Mahler, and the A-1 Sky Raider, to the jet-powered A-3 Sky Warrior and the A-7 Corsair II and then moves on to the revolutionary short vertical takeoff and landing aircraft represented by the Harrier and the Harrier II. Also included are the legendary A-4 Skyhawk, the supersonic A-5 and RA-5C Vigilante, and the all-weather A-6 Intruder. Over 70 years of naval attack aviation history is at your fingertips. The book sells for $14.99 in its digital editions, while the print book goes for $21.99. Visit our website at www.detailandscale.com for more information. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. Thanks, Rock. Appreciate that. All right, let's move on to geek news. Um, Hitting the old PAXCON 2023 planning. We had a meeting the other night, so we're still trucking towards that. We're looking at the 7th of October uh, next year in good old Hollywood, Maryland, at the fire department, the volunteer firewood department, volunteer, the Hollywood volunteer fire department. Um, so lots of lots of planning that's still underway, at, and we'll have we'll start getting some stuff up with the website and, and awards and all that good stuff. Again, just to kind of plug, we're doing gold, silver, bronze, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be a freaking awesome show. And I hope everybody can make it. Yep. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be good. Justin's flying uh, in for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to try to. I I bet we could even get Gabe because that's kind of like his. It might be kind of off season, right? Yeah. It's a little bit off season kind of thing. Well, you got like 20 houses you can choose to stay at. So we're coming. All good. A different one every night. Good deal. Make the rounds. It's going to be epic. It'll be good yep. times. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll keep the we'll keep PaxCon planning uh going and we'll keep everybody updated. Um before we um we move on to some more uh new kits and stuff that we've seen on the streets, again, I just want to take a quick second. Um let's hear from Chris Meddings on his book uh for Ukraine. Hi everyone. This is Chris from Inside the Armor Publications. Like many of you, I've been watching the news over the past few days and have been appalled by the suffering and hardship inflicted on the people of Ukraine as they attempt to flee the war in their country. I decided to reach out to other companies and modelers in the hobby and to see if we couldn't do something to support the charities that are helping these people. The results of this is the book Models for Ukraine. 
The book features only models manufactured by Ukrainian manufacturers as built by modelers from all over the world who have gladly and freely given their time and work to support this charity effort. The full profits of the book will go directly to humanitarian aid. Our printer have given us an incredible discount at less than cost, and all of those involved have given their work for free. The only thing that will be deducted from the price of the book is the transaction fees and a small cost of printing. Everything else will go directly to humanitarian charities to support people in Ukraine. If you'd like more information, please go to www.insidethearmor.com. It will be sold there and in other sources as I talk to them, uh, make arrangements for them to sell the book as well. Please do buy the book or alternatively, please do find a charity such as Red Cross, Disasters Emergency Committee or others to do what you can to support women, children and civilians fleeing this awful war. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's great to hear that, uh, you know, keep trying to support Ukraine, buying the book. Um, it's a, a really good thing what Chris has been doing and uh, try to support uh, the cause if you can. All right. Talking some new kits and stuff on the street. Um, I just want to hit a couple of things that, that I am interested in. So I think we might have already mentioned the Arma Hobbies 172nd scale KI-84, but I, you know, I, I normally build 48 and 32nd. But I might actually build, we're going to have a, if we have a club theme of not a zero, basically, we are. I, I will, I will, I, I think we should build this. This kit is supposed to be amazing. So the 72nd scale K84, I, I, I just might do it. I just might buy a 72nd scale kit. And That's build the one I was going to do. Well, we'll all do it, you know, yeah. be good. Cool, man. Anyway, I think that's going to be a pretty cool kit and hopefully it'll be out soon. Hold on, got hold, me on, a hold, new... on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Isn't there a rule? Well, hold on now. What? Yeah, like, I, I knew someone's going to bring the rule police into this. But hey, this is for our club display. They're for doing the our local club there's, is they, doing a display. Okay. Okay. Right, out of right, fairness right. to the 72 scale builders, the last three builds have been 48 scale. And so out of fairness to the guys that use the minute scale, they opted, they, you know, it was voted on to 72 scale was going to be this one. I, I think that's so, okay. Right. I, might I think that's fair. I think it's yeah. fair. It's fair. It's for okay. a good cause. Okay. Yeah. Well, doesn't there need to actually be an amendment? I mean, we can't just say there is one. Yeah. Why, well, someone better come way, up with someone a, needs to um, sit down and write some rules out. Like, I do. Write I'm them scrolling out. through right now to find the rule. It's, Stand it's by. rule like... I think it's, yeah, oh, for it's the geeks. 47 Bravo tack two. Yeah. And it says yeah, for the geeks, but it's part of a club display. It's a club. You know, it's, if it's that's, a club. that's an exemption. That's an exemption. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a hanging Chad. That's an exemption. We'll allow it. Okay. Allowed. Good. Uh, Darren got Darren. Thank you very much. He got me a new bottle of the Tamiya super strong decal solution. I'll, I might try it out on the 27. Um, so I'm anxious to see how that works. Uh, there's a bunch of new Jeff Martin over there at uh, Furball Arrow Designs got a bunch of new um, 48 scale F105 and Super Hornet sheets. It's got a lot of bunch. It's got a ton of reprints as well. So yeah, man. Out. I want to have and, him on direct um, deposit. I just every every two weeks just give him money. <laughs> heck yeah! I keep I keep throwing new ideas at him, and he's 
he's he's he's got another sheet in work that I'm super excited about. I'm not going to say anything other than I'm super excited, really, really excited about it. One other thing I saw, I think we've we've all been chatting about this a little bit. Did you guys see those freaking ladders and chocks? Yes, yes. brothers. Yes, okay, I, I ordered just, four of them. I ordered like a bunch. So they mm-hmm. are the coolest looking like all the Russian stuff. So SU-22s, 17s, yep. 27s, 25s, 31s, 29, all that. They've got these real, those because those Russian ladders are pretty cool looking. And the chocks and the service yep. ladders. And that's what, been, you know, our, go ahead. our episode, two episodes ago, you know, the 3D printed, you know, and that's a great <laughs> thing for go, those because you don't have go to the. No, go to the when you go to Sprue Brothers, go to the list of LP new, models. Yep, LP uh, models. They're Czech company, go. 3D printed, Sweet. really nice uh, accessories. The yeah. I did Yeah, they're awesome looking, man. So I ordered like one of each. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see okay. how they go. Mine should be here tomorrow. Cool, man. Mine come on yeah. Friday. I'm excited about that. Sweet. Well, um, anybody else got any what any other new stuff that you've seen? Um, maybe coming yeah, out that I've mentioned. Whitey, what you got, man? Well, just to take away from the <clears throat> aircraft stuff, uh, I know I know that's where we usually roll with. But gallery models—they have a one two hundred Yamato coming out battleship. I mean, things one two hundred. The, the thing was huge, right? Um, but on top of that, they're going to actually have one at Nats up for uh, up for auction. Or oh, up, really? not up for auction, but up for much, uh, raffle. raffle. It's gonna be it's gonna be in the what raffle. Are, so how much? Oh, wow. I wonder what the retail price would be on that thing. Retail says here eight hundred twenty nine <laughs> ninety nine. Excuse, <laughs> is, is that in pesos? <laughs> <laughs> no man. Darren's gonna be all over that. Is it going? Uh, like that thing's huge though. In dollars, on, man. That's um, that's that's a lot, man. Holy crapola! <laughs> yeah, Something I think that Kristen was telling me. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to pay that kind of money on it. I mean, it's a beautiful model, I'm sure. Gallery models, MRC. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, it's, I mean, geez, it would be quite the display, though, 1-200 scale. Oh, my goodness. I think yeah, those are the would, same guys that yeah. did that 1-200 uh, Arizona as well. Oh, no, that might have been Trump that did those things. Um, and then also uh, from AFV Club, they have a new tool, M110 Howitzer, like Vietnam era, Cold War era. Cool. Self um, propelled howitzer, pretty cool little kit. Sweet man for the armor yeah, folks I, out there. And I know that uh, the one kit people were really waiting for was the Hellcat from Tamiya, and which is now available at Sprue Brothers. So, pick yeah, it up. Man. they might have already sold out, but get on there. I bet. Grab one. Yep. Yeah. Cool man. Anything else? Anybody? All right. Cool. Um, hey. Y'all, I'm sure y'all already talked about the. Uh, the uh furball sheets that he's re- releasing right did you talk about yeah. that last time okay yeah and, and okay. i just another plug because i mean they're just awesome decals so he had he had them at the uh at the fairfax show and i picked up several sets of the new stuff that he had and he's coming out with some pretty new stuff so yeah man it's good stuff good stuff cool there was one new thing that i saw that edward has a 1350 scale uss arizona coming okay out. And that looks pretty cool. interesting. I'm not a big ship modeler, but if anybody would do a good job on that, I would think they would be. And holy crapola, it's not as much as the uh, 
that one two hundred scale kit. This one's only one hundred and forty five dollars. So uh, it's not yeah, free, but it's not you free. Know, but you know, it's a, yeah, it's not eight hundred. Why do so. what you got, man? All right, just wrote, yeah, more industry stuff. Um, phase hanging resin. Mike Reeves, uh, he had a post on his uh, Facebook page. I just wanted to toss out here about, um, you know, I know we're going to get the stuff we bought. So stuff I bought, I picked up a set of his uh, early Harrier wheels and also the Jaguar avionics panels. And the reason being is because he put a post out saying he, he's he's moving on to 3D printing. He's going to yep. try to try to get rid of the uh, resin casting. And so sure he, he's got a list on his page um, about... Well, let's see about about ten items that he's gonna not necessarily discontinue, but for right now he's stopping with the resin uh, casting of a, of a few items. Um, what yeah. jumps out is me is the T forty five tail hook fairing and correct intakes. Um, grab them while and, you can. And then, like I said, the early Harrier wheels. I, I grabbed a set of those for. Uh, I have a monogram kit that I used the wheels from to put on my C Harrier. Because the kinetic ones were just too skinny, anemic looking. They just didn't look right. So anyhow, I grabbed a set of his Harrier wheels. And uh, like I said, there's a couple other items on here that he's uh, discontinuing as far as resin casting goes. Now, he's, he says here, he's, uh, this does not mean I'm ditching ditching these items altogether, but the slow movers that I get very few orders on uh, anymore will be discontinued. So anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, um, Mike makes good stuff, quality, quality stuff. So, and uh, I know who we all know a certain person that might be making master stuff for uh, for Mike. So that would be Gabe. Gabe is the master man. Some of that stuff he makes, I just don't know how he does it. It's it's just it's like perfect, you know. My when I when I try to build an instrument panel, like everything's crooked and it's just stupid looking. And I look at Gabe's stuff, I'm like, how does I just don't know how it's just the precision, you know? It's like I think cool. I uh I think I bought I think I have like ten of the phase hanger A four seats. Cause I know Gabe did the uh, masters for the thirty second scale one. Mm-hmm. I think the forty eight scale one as well. So I have a bunch of those for my different A fours. Yep. Good stuff, man. Check out Check out the phase hanger resin stuff. It's good stuff. Cool. All right. So new kits. Frill, what'd you pick up lately, man? Did you buy anything this past well, couple weeks? But two weeks ago we had the uh Fairfax show, the model we classic. Did. And I picked up the you know everybody knows that my favorite non-navy World War II aircraft is the P forty seven. And so I picked yes, the, we all know. I picked up a Tamiya P4748 scale D, pretty cheap. There you go. And I picked up the Tamiya F4U1D with the Moto Tug. Oh, cool. So I grabbed those two. And then the Creme de la Creme. Uh-oh. Well, I picked up the Furball. I picked up his new releases while we were there. I went ahead and saw oh. him. He, I, I think he was the first place I stopped. And uh, I wanted to grab his stuff before he was gone, which I'm glad I did because he was sold out of his F-18 Super Hornet stencils. So I'm glad I got the ones that I did. And uh, so I I picked those up. Yep. And uh, there was a guy, as you first came into the venue on the left, he had some nice kits and they're reasonable prices. You know, I was I had no problem paying what the price was originally marked on it for, you know, hey, for that kit. It was. And at the end of the show, Whitey and I were walking back through there 
and he had the trumpeter 148 scale A3D2 Sky Warrior. It originally marked at a hundred bucks and it was 50% off. So at like 50 bucks. Whoa. And yeah. Then you're going to sell it on eBay? No, mm-mm, no, that one will be built. That's one of the must build. And so then it I started will? thinking, oh, it will. So then I started okay. thinking, okay, what kind of stuff can I get for it? Because you only get really, like, I think, like two kind of yeah, looking decal options. And so Uh-oh. I found a um, Caracal sheet on eBay that I peed the tea on. And I'm hoping that God willing in the creek don't rise, that Furball releases, re-releases his um, killer whale sheet. So, Jeff, if you're listening, please re-release that sheet. And... uh and an adversary and then, sheet while you're at it. And so then I got to looking and um, Jeffrey over at hypersonic models has some sky warrior stuff. And so when I was on his site, I went ahead and picked up the engine set for it for the sky warrior. And I saw he had a canopy set for it. And so I was like, Hey man, it shows out of stock and you know, can I get one? And he's like, yeah, not a problem. Boom. So I have the canopy and the engine set for the sky warrior coming. So cool, that's going to be a kit that I've built. I've always liked that. I'll, I've always liked the whale, you know, early, you know, 60s Navy aviation just kind of has a special place in my heart. And uh, good deal. And so I was looking and then Dirks was messaging me and he's like, yeah, man, you need to, you know, because he was he made a base for me for my MiG-23 to put it on. And it's kind of big. And I wanted some stuff to kind of fill it in. So I went and on eBay, I got some of the um, Kitty Hawk the uh, 48 scale missile trolleys that they had. And I got those and I got the, uh, what are they called? It's the, uh, the Ural 4320 tanker truck where it has like a cargo truck version. Like it's like that uh, utility truck that they use. And it's like a ground starter unit or something. So I went ahead and got that to put on the base for the MiG-23. Cool, man. Yeah. And then I went ahead and, uh, the LP models, I picked up the boarding ladders for the F-105G, the MiG-21, the MiG-23 wheels. And because they have like just the boarding ladders and they have the chocks as well. And I got the ones that have the chocks. Cause I think, cause you know, I mean, we're all running around aviation when an airplane's on deck, it's got chocks. The wheels are chocked. That's just even air force airplanes, even they chalk the wheels. And so I got those. And one of the projects I got coming up, hopefully I can start on soon, is the uh, I want to do the Airfix 148 scale EE Lightning. And so I picked up a okay. boarding ladder and chocks for it as well. Cool, man. And uh, good deal. Yeah, I think that's all I picked up. So I kind of busted my budget this month. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tap into your Nats fund? Oh no, that's a special no. set aside. That, that's special because it it's is. Gonna be, I'll uh, be I'll be I'll be getting nice sleep when you guys. Scott are will out. be in bed at like seven thirty, and the rest no, of us degenerates will be out at least nine. <laughs> yeah, at least till nine, we'll see. It'll be fun. Good times. Um, cool, man. Well, good deal. Sounds like you got a ton of crap. Good I deal. did. I did. Oh, and I picked up furballs. I told. I said right. His latest releases. You did. You did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool, it. Man. Good deal. Hey, Whitey, what did, you, did you buy anything other than the Fairfax Hall? Did you get anything in the last uh, couple of weeks? Uh, none other than the phase hanging stuff. I just, you know, like cool, I said, man. I picked up a couple couple kits at the uh, Fairfax show. 
uh, cool, man. That, that same guy that was selling trumpet of stuff cheap. I grabbed a yep. 48 scale albatross for uh, sweet 45 bucks, man. Oh, man. That's like not well, bad for Not that. free, but it's almost. It's a good deal. Yeah. Good and deal. also, I feel like, I think for like, I can't remember. I think it was like 10 bucks. I, I grabbed the uh, 1144 scale DC 10. Okay. Again, that kind of violates geek does, rule right there, yeah. right? Kind of. Uh, and but one of our stipulations is unless it's an airplane that we've worked on, right? Ah, uh, so, or flew in or whatever. There you yep. go. Okay, so now we're good. Okay. So I worked on DC tens down in uh, Mobile, Alabama, cool. back in the early two thousands, and so I'm going to do a Fed expert. So, but it was Sweet. the it was the Freddie Laker boxing and curiosity gotten me. You know, it's like looking at eBay on the way home, and I'm seeing those kits on there for like 80 and 90 dollars and i'm like what <laughs> because of the decals the freddie laker decal i have no idea uh, freddie laker is i guess i could google the guy really <laughs> freddie laker who is he i have no i have no idea see there Hold you go on. stand uh, by <laughs> let me let me check go 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 however we met martin over there at the show martin drayden uh yep from one he's a guy from london we don't you know great guy uh and so he sees me with the boxing. He's like, oh, Freddie Laker. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he was all like, now I'm you know, <laughs> excited about it. And, and I was like, here, do you want the decals? Because I'm going to build it as a Fed expert. And, he, and so I, I wound up giving him the decals for, for the thing. Uh, cool. So well, yeah, that's what I got. Here it is. Freddie Laker was an entrepreneur. He was an English airline entrepreneur best known for his founding Laker Airways in 1966, which went bankrupt in 1982. Okay. Oh, boy. There you go. All right. There you go. Cool. For whatever reason, though, if you Google these, if you eBay, get on eBay and look at these, the Ravel boxings of these things. They're worth. It's, a, it's not a fantastic penny. kit. But yeah, for whatever reason, you know, I, I, I assume it's for the box itself. Yeah. And the details, I suppose. Cool, man. All right. Good deal. Thanks, Whitey. Justin, you pick up anything? You know, um, as far as kits go, not really, man. I have, I, I've, you know, my family and I recently moved into a new house, and so kind of had a not not really downsize, but I'm just trying to get a little bit more organized. So as far as kits go, no. But like like y'all, I also bought a couple of those uh, those ladders, the boarding ladders and the chocks. Yeah, I got one for the I got one for the MiG twenty nine, which will be cool. And then, of course, I bought two for the MiG twenty ones because you don't know how many of those I build. <laughs> um, yeah. Went ahead and got those, um, and then I actually did uh, so back like I don't know, it was probably February the seventeenth. Um, I think that that's when ResKit announced that they were finally releasing that F one eleven. Yeah, co- you know that cockpit set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they had announced it, and dude, I waited one day. And then ordered it. Well, you know, then Russia invades. And so, man, it was like, well, I'm not going to get that. And you know what? I was fine with it. Like, dude, if I had to make a yeah. $50 donation to the, you know, Ukrainian military or whatever, I, or even just some guys who live there, you know, I, I was fine with that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so about two weeks ago, I get an email and hey, we're back to work. <laughs> you know, we've chased these Jeez. guys. Yeah, yeah we, we've chased these guys out of here and we're back to work. Um, wow here's a tracking number i was like holy crap man (laughs) anyway so yeah so the the dude sent this thing from a war zone i got it i don't know two days ago or something wow i've kind of had an ef 111 um was it i think that there was a dog fights episode back in the day you know and they showed the ef 111s rolling in 
to Iraq back in the day. And so that was kind of, I don't know, that's kind of why I've always wanted to build one. So cool, have the hobby, bo- have the hobby boss kit. It's one of those things where it's like, can I overlook the ugly windscreen, which I probably would never, ever known about, except I think, was it one of y'all? I think it was one of y'all. That yeah. Said, hey, how are you going to get past that? You know, I was like, oh man. So <laughs> why'd you have well, to say that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, at that point I had to order it. I mean, but that, I'll tell you what, that thing is absolutely beautiful. Um, I've seen some people test fitting it and stuff. You know, you've got to cut you know, the, the actual part of the, the, the front of the fuselage is actually resin. And then it's got just, it's got resin seats. It's got photo etch belts. Um, and then it's also got their 3d decals for the cockpit. And it just, dude, it, gosh, it, just, it looks so nice. So I'm really excited. I think after I finish this MiG-29, I'm probably, because this year, honestly, this year, all I was going to build was Russian subjects. I'm just kind of a little bit turned off to them for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, probably will uh, probably roll into that EF-111 after this and kind of see how that stuff, how that stuff turns out. But really, really, that's it. You know, I've got uh, a couple bottles of paint coming in from here and there. Uh, I've been trying to kind of up my MRP game a little bit. And so, you know, I've got a couple bottles of MRP coming from here and there um, really for that too, for that project. So I'm, you know, excited to kind of get some of that stuff and, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Good so now what's up. So did you get the, cause they, they make a standalone cockpit co- capsule because when they eject, it's a capsule that comes out. Now, did you get like just the, the standalone kit or did you get the resin? Because they do two different versions, don't they? Don't do like a resin cockpit and a fuselage correction. And then they also do the where you could like do the um, crew capsule by itself. Yeah, this is this is the actual the, the cockpit with the windscreen and everything. So it's like it's uh, as far as I know, gosh, I hope I didn't order the wrong thing. Um, I'm going to have to order another, huh? But no, I, you know, I, I think it's, I think that's what it is. I think it's just the, the cockpit correction or whatever. Okay. And I, I also have their, uh, the exhaust nozzles too. So that'll be, that'll be cool. I think they, I think they make like wheels for it too. Uh, I think Spur Brothers has them in stock. So it's kind of one of those things I've been you know, kind of watching. From a scale, from a model perspective, that's like an airplane that is like underrepresented actually. I agree. I agree. You know, I was because, talking to Wachowski about it the other day. Cause you had the old monogram. 48 scale one that I think we all built back in the eighties. It kind of looks like an F one eleven. Yeah. Kind of, you know, and then Academy came out with some 72 scale ones. And then they had the dog 48, but then you could use the, yeah. use that for Linden set to, to put yeah, the, didn't I, you do one, I did. I, I, but it, I destroyed it. It's I, I looked at it and I'm just like, this thing is a bunch of crap. It's crap. But at the time when I built it, I was like, man, it's the coolest model ever in the whole world. You know, that's one of the ones that I saw of yours, at, you know, over it, at over at your sister, my girlfriend's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're sure like, was. wow. And I was like, yeah, I built that. And now I look at it. I'm like, that's going to the garbage. I saved like <laughs> the, the seats and a couple of the bombs and pylons and I threw the rest of it away. It but just, you saved the flaps and slats because that was a, the Pargon, right? Pargon flaps yeah, and slats. I, I threw it all away. Just that's just, oh man, I wish somebody would do, do the time. Cause that's like a. It was a you know a mainstay of the U.S. Air Force back in the eighties and during the Cold War. And not to mention they, no, nobody does the F. Like nope. Hobby Boss doesn't do the F, which is the coolest one with the pave tack pod and all the GBU. Man, why? Why? Come on, man! Come on, man! Well, I think we're kind of lucky in that regard. Is that you know if we want to do an F one eleven, we all know somebody who uh, we do. 
could uh, set us on the right path of what, Probably, but, how but I want to do not, it. You won't build it because he's going to be not. like, yeah. here's your laundry list of things you have to correct. Yep. I'm like, never, never mind. You're going to think me a kit. you're going to put out there on the table. thinking it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he's just going to sit there and be like, oh, you're going to have like That's a laundry cool. list of things that are wrong. You didn't correct this. You didn't fix that. Why is this? Blah, blah, blah. Never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Yep. Cool, man. Cool. Good deal. Awesome, Justin. Me, I picked up some stuff from a bunch of kits from uh, Fairfax. And then I won an Academy 148 P47N. So thanks, Tim El Presidente, for picking my number at the raffle. And uh, it looks like a pretty decent little kit. I might actually, I might actually build that. Justin and I had asked you i was like did you build it and you're like yeah i built it it wasn't that bad so who knows i'll just put some wheels on it or something but it seemed like it was a pretty cool kit um and uh that was it that was it for me yeah the academy is a nice kit it's the monogram one you kind of want to like steer clear from gotcha yeah cool well all right that was a quick update on all the stuff we picked up and new stuff on the streets and uh, time to move on to let's give a little um Let's give a roundup on Fairfax, little show reportage. So I thought that Fairfax was an awesome show. I, the things I really love about Fairfax is that they, man, they just rock through the judging. I mean, they were ready to start calling out winners at three 30, which was fan. Oh yeah. Fantastic. So kudos to you guys for knocking out the judging and, and and doing it quickly, and of course they always have great awards. They have the nice coins. Justin, you've been you've been to that show a couple yeah, times, I think. Yeah, I've been yeah. twice, man. I love. I really really like that show. It's a it's a great show. The vendors were were the most I've ever seen. I've never seen as many vendors at Fairfax that I saw this time. And what kind of prices did we have? Oh yeah, baby, we had model show prices. None of this retail crap. But I, I picked that's why I bought so much stuff because I'm like, you know, half the stuff I bought was free. I bought yeah. a, a there was a 48 scale Hasegawa, the T was it the T2 aggressor? Yeah, the aggressor one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven bucks. Yeah, you can't. $7. That's like still, beyond free. Still in the wrapper. And that kid is hard to find. It I don't, is. I don't it, and I was like, I'll take it. So I bought that. I, there's a whole bunch of kits that I bought. I got, I, I think I only paid like 90 bucks. For that thirty-second scale trumpeter F F eighteen, the the single seat Hornet, Super Hornet, so that was a good deal, um, and it came with a bunch of good stuff. So I thought the vendor area, I thought the um, the judging, very fair. I, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, I didn't like how they set up the tables. So that was oof. That was. I don't know who was in charge of setting up, for example, like single engine and multi-engine jets and props are two really big, 48 scale, are two really big categories. That Normally, yep. they are just absolutely chopped. Man, we walked up and like the three of us were like, uh, we put our models in the one little space and it was like almost full. <laughs> we were like the first ones there. We were like, oopsie. Oh, and, the 32 uh, scale jet area oh it was, yeah and that was next jam packed, packed. oh and yeah it was yep. it was yep. bumping a bump of traffic out there on that and 30, it was and and the 30 second scale props were they yeah. were they were which packed is, which is kind of weird because those are just the areas that you don't see a whole lot of kits entered 
Like sometimes you go back and look at yeah, exactly. Like you go back and look at the past OD or the uh, the you know the the Fairfax results, the model classic, and you'll see like no entries or you know only two entries in that category. And then this year they were like just slammed, slammed, slammed with entries. But I thought I thought they did a good job, um, you know, with the show, with the judging, and and I thought that they flexed really well with because they recognized pretty quickly. Uh oh, we're gonna have a lot more entries, so they were they were able to move things around, um, and uh, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I, I thought again, uh, great show. Always liked the the Fairfax show, and um, you know that was thank you to Scott Bricker who helped us get our our table. And get us set up. And one of these days, we'll have to do some recording at a model show. We we, we suck at that. Yeah, but it, yeah. We, you know, fun talking to everybody. Again, we go we got wrapped up in uh, in activities. So yeah, many so activities. many activities. And then next and thing we're you know, trying we, to find we, deals too. You know, we're out there scavenging boy, for stuff that we're looking for. There's that, oh, and yeah. then trying to like nail down the guys running the show to come sit down. They, it's yeah. so busy. They can't. They're busy. They, they yeah. can't. You know, come and talk. Well, so again, thanks Scott for for hooking us up and getting us a table and um you know it was a it was a great show so every they really did a, a fantastic show and, and look forward to to seeing everybody again um there next year cool i, I can't wait to make it back up there for that man yeah man it's a good, good show man it's like one of our better ones in the area yep, for absolutely two. absolutely and we'll say please check your alignment because there were some beautiful builds and you're like, oh man, this thing is awesome. Cause I, I judge, I think like six categories and you look at it and you're just like, oh yeah, hands down. This is it right here. And you look and there'll be a main mount that is like slanted in and you're like, oh, come on, man. How do you not see that? Fundamentals. Yes. You know, you it's, know just, it's, it's just uh, basics. Yeah. You know, people, people always are like, oh man, judging's got to be, no, it's not hard. <laughs> it's actually not. You, you know, look at seams, you look at alignment, you look at clear parts, exactly. you look at decals, you look at the finish. And, you know, and not, not to hard. harp on judging or whatever, but you know, the main things, uh, like I said, I judge six categories and a lot of the stuff that we ding for was your basic stuff, your basic build stuff silver decals alignment you know fingerprints in the paint orange peel you know and it's like come that, on right? man and, that, and that's it's no different it's the same yeah thing. you know it's just yeah. it could be a beautiful model because there was like one model we were just like wow this thing is amazing and when we looked at it the walkways had all silvered and we were just like, oh, man. That's why you got to paint those things. You got to paint yeah, walkways. Man. No decals. So I, right. uh, I, let me, I'll just talk about some people that we met there at the show. And yeah, and sure. I, I mentioned Martin yeah, earlier. Martin actually, he went out of his way to make it to that show by scheduling yep. himself on a flight that, that was RON and over at Dulles. So wow, that, that, is, that was good on him. That's dedication, um, man. That he's going to be at Nats as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, TJ, of course, he was there. TJ and family from uh, the Triple P cleaned up. Uh, his daughter, won- yeah. What do you win? Like fifty. The whole family cleaned like up. <laughs> I think the whole, the whole family, family like, won like awards. Yeah. awards. <laughs> oh man! And then uh, that young kid, Jackson. Uh, yes, uh, the armor model. Man, that dude does some great work. He had a great uh, X-wing fighter too. I look really sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I and I I did some judging as well. I did a couple categories with uh, I, I got paired up with uh, Jay Howard and, and Rick Troutman. Uh, both guys do fantastic work. And uh, same thing. I like what Frill said. It, it came down to uh, basic build stuff. You know those uh, uh, few outstanding models in each of the categories we looked at, of course. And and then you know so it came down. But you know it was like oh well you know look at this guy. He's got a seam here and a. And this one here is, you know, a, a wonky wheel, uh, little little stuff, but stuff that makes the difference, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Justin and I kind of joked about this a while back. We talked about it. We, you know, cockpits uh, don't get looked at. <laughs> when it comes to judging, it seems it's just like, yeah. you know, I thought about it on the, on, you know, later on, I was like, wow, I didn't look at a single cockpit of every aircraft I looked at, judging wise. You know, I love doing cockpit work. I love detailing them out. Um, but very rarely, I mean, does that factor into uh, judging? I don't, I, I've never seen it happen. It's, it seems like it's kind of a rare thing, you know, like yeah. it's, in San Antonio, I, I've judged a couple of times down there. I'm in Austin. I think I, I did some judging. You just, it's almost, yeah, like you, you almost never get there. You know, everything yeah. else knocks it out first. Like it's cool. It's cool. But then, you know, so it's like we spend all this time on this cockpit. It might get looked at once or twice, you know, and you got the guys who just come by and look at it and that's cool. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, yeah, I always do. I always, you know, I'm an aircraft model. So I check out guys, copy, man, that looks awesome. Look at, he's got the, he's got a checklist sitting up there on the, uh, on, on the glare shield or, um, you, you know, the, uh, the pins are in the seats type, you know, stuff like that. But again, yeah, when it comes to judging, if you get into that point, then things have gotten really awry. Yeah, you've got, <laughs> think, you've got you know? some really nice builds on the table. Yeah, you you, you are really getting down in the weeds, man. And if it comes down to, you know, well, you know, that pin on the Aces 2 seat doesn't really go there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you yeah. know. That's when you know you're dealing with some freaking uh, yeah. some good builders. I, I I mean, yeah, I I think that, but I still I'm gonna I'm gonna still spend a, a ton of time on them because it's fun oh, doing yeah. them. You know, oh, it's yeah. good yeah, times. Yeah. Cool. It's my favorite thing to do when it comes to building an airplane. So, yep, yep. I think me too. Yeah, I've gotten better, but I still suck at instrument panels. No, you don't. You don't yeah, suck. I do. I'm you terrible. Keep, you bang on use, yourself for it, but you know, if they make these things called, uh, you know, Quinta Studios, you should. Look yeah, into but <laughs> I have cheaters, man. I have used the cheaters. kit decals for the instrument panels before. Well, yeah, man. That's punch. Just punch them out. You know. That'll work good. Cool. Well, again, the sum it up, awesome show, and hopefully we'll, we'll uh, then I'm I'm already looking forward to the next one next year. But before we get to that, we've got more shows coming up. So we've got a show in uh out here in Roanoke area coming up, MarauderCon later this year. And um, of course, we got the big one. We got Nats. So Max is still Nats is gonna be awesome of course in omaha the 20th through the 23rd of july and um still uh you know if you haven't got i think that i think somebody had mentioned that their uh the forms are now available online so get on there register early get your forms done early and uh you know again come come say hi we'll be we'll have a booth there at nats don't know where just yet but we'll definitely all be there so please come by and say hi to us I'm like but, really uh, excited for the Nats because it's going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's going to be nuts. We're going to have the just from the, the different text threads that we're on and uh, the Mojo Dojo and the Geek yeah. Suite and all this. Oh my God, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. I'm a little Might nervous. The- Scott, you're going to have to stay up late, buddy. Uh, Pat, like what? Nine thirty. I can yeah. do nine thirty. Damn. Right. We'll still be getting I'll dinner bring, at 9.30. I'll be, I'll be bringing my no-dose so I can stay up till 9.30. Anyway, it's going to be fun, man. It'll be it'll be awesome. It'll be good. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's that's our show update. And come see us if, uh, at some of the shows. If you see it, if we're going to be at the shows, we'll try to let everybody know. And if you see us there, please, please come by and say hi. We love talking to everybody. All right. Um, moving on. I've got another guest uh appearance tonight just for this one particular um plug here uh darren why don't you why don't you talk to us about the patreon and our podcast uh real quick i want to start though by saying that our supporters over this past year have been nothing short of amazing it's been those supporters that have truly made this podcast possible and all four of us thank you if you, uh, the new listener or listeners out there, are interested in supporting, then there are two different ways that you can support. The first is by doing a one-time donation. You can do that by simply clicking the heart icon in the top right-hand corner of our webpage. By clicking that icon, you will be taken to our PayPal Me page where you can make your donation. It's that simple. The second way is by visiting our Patreon page. There you can donate as little as $1 a month. And I want you to know that any contribution helps to offset the production of the cost, and it is greatly appreciated. I also want to take a second to remind everyone out there that there are other scale modeling podcasts out there for your listening enjoyment. And a list of those podcasts can be found at www.modelpodcast.com. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can all find it. Once again, I want to say thanks for downloading, listening, and most importantly, thank you for your support. So, all right, thanks, man. Thanks for the uh, for the for the quick little pop in guest appearance. Appreciate it, D. Ran. All right, man. Oh, but Louisiana is cool. working out good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having fun down there. All right, hob. Let's move on to some hobby shop shout outs. I'm gonna pass this one over to Justin. Justin, um, you had any hobby shops you might want to shout out? Well, you Go know. Ahead. You know, man, there uh, there used to be a couple of cool ones here in town that were, uh, you know, they were they were all right. And so we, I think, probably, I'm trying to think, five years ago or so they closed. But then um, a few years back, we actually did get a hobby town, you know, the typical hobby town USA or whatever um, here in Lubbock. That's, I mean, dude, honestly, that's about as close as we get. But I tell you what, having that place here. It's just, it's just been so nice. At least I can, you know, I can go and I can get some, some Tamiya paint or, you know, I can get, um, you know, just, you know, they have, they have some kits here and there. They used to be like a really big Gundam, um, Gundam place. They had tons of Gundams and stuff like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the owner was actually telling me that one, that they were one of the biggest sellers of Gundams in the state of Texas at one time. Um, you know, that's up here. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I was, huh. I was pretty impressed. Well, I don't know what's changed, but you know, something with the pandemic or something, the way that Bandai sells or stuff, but just not getting as much Gundam as they used to. Um, but still just, a, just a great place. Good, you know, good owners. Um, they're actually, they're actually building a new, a brand new freestanding building here. I think it's going to open up in like 2023. Um, you know, with, with the, you know, your typical thing, I think they're going to have like a racetrack and all that good stuff that, you know, a lot of the bigger. <laughs> cool. Have. 
Um, but Good you know, deal, man. here, uh, here, not other than that, there's really not a whole lot. There is a, you know, a gaming store that does a whole bunch of the, the, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, the, it's got all the star Wars stuff and the Warhammer, yeah. and, and yeah. all the paints and stuff. And it's a, it's a cool place to go. If you, you know, if you want to grab just some extra, extra, whatever. And I mean, y'all yeah, know man. that I went down like the, the Warhammer rabbit hole for about a year. Dude, <laughs> so I, I got still got that little, that little dude. He's like protecting me. He's watching. You know? Don't you yeah, see around. I got some of those guys, a coworker of mine who is uh, all into Warhammer. Yeah. He found out I built models. He's like, oh, hey, man, here, I got this for you. He picked me up a uh, Space Marine set that I have yeah. base coded, and that's really sick. Yeah, those, those guys are cool. Those guys are cool. I painted a whole bunch of orcs, you know. Um, I've kind of got to get back. Those look those. good, man. They're, they're, it's super fun. It's, just, it's a totally different skill, you know, and, and watching some of those guys do it, you know, on YouTube. Um I was, I was totally impressed. And, you know, while we were moving, like I said, we just moved, um, while we were moving, it was nice to just be able to bust out a little pot of paint and some water and paint these little dudes. You know, I didn't have a place to build an airplane. And so, you know, kind of kept my sanity. Cool, that way. But yeah, those I mean, paints but, are nice too. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Um, having, having a shop that you can go to, you know, even a, a hobby town USA. I mean, cause they've got to me a paint. They usually have decent kits cause they've got all the Tamiya stuff. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're that's a that's a great that's that's awesome. So, um, thanks for shouting that out, man. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's really all you know out here. It's you know a lot of people like to say it's better nothing. A dusty wasteland with with uh, tumbleweeds everywhere. Sometimes it kind of is, and especially when it comes to hobby shops. Yeah, really, that it's about you know you probably got to drive, you know, at least two and a half three hours to find another one. So, same for us. Yeah, and believe it or not, in DC, if we want to find a, I think triple A. Denby used to be probably one of the better ones, but it's gone. Yep. But Triple uh, A Hobbies—that's a pretty decent shop. But it's half—it's closer to New Jersey and New York City. So, but Triple uh, A is a good one. Well, we need to go make a trip up there. Is um, Hobby Works up that way still around? Remember, we used to go when we when Piper was open. We used to go hit up uh, Piper it's, and then we hit up Hobby Works. Yeah, it's not there. That that one closed. Man. I think there's another one around, but I I don't think it has what like the other one used to have. Like it had Gunzy and no. some other stuff. Nah, it's just kind of see what Google says. Star Hobby, you know, he's got he's got yeah. he's got a ton of Tamiya paint, which is good. Um, but still, he's an hour and a half away. So, all right, man, cool. Um, moving on to the tool and tip of the bye week. Somebody told me you guys only have a podcast every two weeks. So why are you calling it a tip and tool of the week? I'm like, well, I'm just going to call it the tool and the tip. Anyway, tool and a tip for this podcast is in response to a couple emails. So people were asking, uh, specifically, Paul Wheeler was asking, hey, why don't you tell me how you're doing your panel line and uh panel lines and then how do you the biggest question he had is how do you keep them from staining so i'm gonna i'll dive in real quick and then you guys can tell me how, what you do but for me i'm kind i'm a weirdo man i paint really matte paint and uh, i don't like painting with gloss or even semi-gloss because i just don't like it and uh, one of the reasons why i don't like it is because when i use acrylic so gunsy aqueous or to me as the paint that i use and i'm spraying it so it's very matte and then when i use the tamiya panel line accent color and i'll use the black and the black brown and the browns and some of the other colors 
And when you're using that really matte paint, it just, the panel liner just really sucks into the paint, dries very quickly, and it almost like becomes part of the paint, which can be a problem because it can be stubborn to get the staining off, especially if you're doing a lighter color, like a white um, or a light gray. And I get that it's, it's, it can be an issue, right? So, but I found that using uh, Ronsonol lighter fluid with a Q-tip will take the staining away. Now, you have to be careful because when you start rubbing, if you rub too hard, you're going to pull the paint up. But that's with that's with any kind of thinner. Now, so that's what I like to use. Tamiya or Gunsy Aqueous uh, paint with the panel line accent color and then removed with Rosinol that you can buy, you know, anywhere. I think I got a couple bottles off of Amazon. Um, and then I used to use uh, Tamiya. Uh, I'm sorry, take that back. I used to use Windsor and Newton oils thinned with terpenoid for years, but I found that using the the panel liner, the enamel accent color from Tamiya with the Rosinol, I just it's a little crisper. The panel lines are a little bit crisper and a little bit more even because that's for me. That's what it's all about is making those panel lines as even as possible. And I felt like with semi gloss and gloss, when I you start removing the excess, yeah, it comes off real easy. But that's part of the problem. It comes off real easy. So then the panel lines don't look particularly even. So that's just what I do. Now, I'm going to be quiet and turn it over to you guys and just throw the question out there. What do you like to use? Frill, what do you like? um, I kind of like Windsor Newton oils. And I say that because I have used and I have all the different colors of Tamiya panel liner. And I find that I get a lot of staining. And like you, I use Gunsy Aqueous. But I find that like... Maybe I, I'll try it with some of that lighter fluids. I don't have any of that. I use mineral uh, odorless mineral spirits is what I use to clean my wash up with. And I just find I get better results with Windsor Newton oils that I make myself because I'll mix like a black with a raw umber or I'll just use a straight raw umber or dark or light or, or whatever umber it is. And uh, I'll use that. And I have a little pipette or my little palette thing that i'll mix it up in but for recently i've kind of been going with that because before when i've used tamiya panel liner i could never get all of it off and so it would look make my model look dirtier than what i was wanting it to look like you know what i mean so if you look yeah, at my did. yak 130 i didn't want it to look as dirty as it is but it's because i used tamiya panel liner over mrp which you know acrylic or excuse me enamel or it's like oh man it's kind of i didn't want it to look that dark and so i kind of i just have better luck with windsor newton oils me yeah personally. they're not as they're not as um i mean they're just not going to stain as as much you're, you're not going to have to sweat the staining uh, i mean it may stain a little bit but it's it's going to come off a little bit it's just not as hot and it, i think it's because it takes longer to dry like the enamel panel liner seems to dry really quickly now that's I will again, say, excuse me, it's it's cool. It's like if you go back and you touch it up with the base color, you kind of cover it up yeah. a little bit. You can kind of go back and forth, and that sure. kind of looks yeah. good too. Yep, I'll that's a good now. trick. Yep, no, all good, man. Whitey, what do you like to use? Um, I use both because I don't really have a preference. My only preference is that, I mean, I've had decent luck with 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 both using um, oils. Uh, and and the Tamiya acrylic uh, uh, yeah. panel liner stuff. Um, what I do find is I think the oil wash 
I'll go with an oil watch if I, if it's a a model that I want to look dirty. Uh, like yep. my my F four, my Colonel Olds F four comes to mind. I wanted to look greasy and dirty, man. So I used oils, and then the um, I'll typically use. I, I mean, I have the rosinol stuff as well. Uh, it's like I said, it's a little hot, so I'll use the uh, terpenoid, and I use the oils and the terpenoid on that uh, F four specifically because. You know, you're going to get the panel line covered, but it's also going to smear the stuff around and get your paint looking dirty and greasy and stuff. So that's what I was going for with that. Um, if I'm just doing a model that I want the panel lines just to be crisp and showing, then I'll use the Tamiya stuff then. Um, yeah. And e- either one, either the black or the brown, depending on what the what the finish is in the end or, or the sure. area of the plane. Like, you know, the underside is usually all around the engine area. Hit, hit it with the brown stuff, man. Cool. Uh, but I'll, I'll use both. I don't, you know, I'm not hot and fast on either one or the other. Uh, so cool, man. Good deal. Justin. Yeah. What do you I like to use? I guess I'm kind of like Whitey. I, I kind of go, go with either one. Um, just sitting here looking at the, ooh, I almost touched my model with my pizza hands. Woo. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, I almost did. I reached over and was like, I heard, Scott, I heard Scott go, don't do it. No. Realistic but, uh, grease, man. <laughs> yeah. Big fingerprint block. Realistic fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just kind of looking at this, I know that I used, um, I used some of the gray, um, the, the Tamiya panel liner stuff. And this is over MRP. So, I, you know, I always had a really tough time spraying MRP. Almost all my paint, even my gloss paint would come out kind of flat and I could never figure it out. So huh. I, I don't know. I was like, that's Lubbock or it's something, but dude, it's just the way I spray. I, I spray very, you know, my paint's smooth. I don't think I have any trouble with that, um, but it just kind of comes out flat. So I don't think I've been spraying quite wet enough. And so huh, I went. Okay. I went with the MRP and I went a little bit wetter than I usually do. And dude, it came out just perfectly, just a, just a really good semi-gloss overall. So at that point, I know that I can use the Tamiya panel liner and not have any kind yeah. of an issue because it's yeah. not going to stain as bad. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to run a little bit. It's not going to stain. But yeah, like, like you were saying, Scott, it does kind of come out of the panel lines a little easier. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I think you and I probably differ. Like you love all your panel lines to be like these perfectly wonderful, yeah. you know, I mean, dude, but that's, that's you, that's your style, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I like mine to be a little bit, you know, I, I want the, you know, the, the ailerons and the flaps to be almost black, you know, and, yeah. and, um, you know, the slats on the, on, on the leading edges, I want them black. Any, anything that's moving, I want black. And then, but then I kind of came back with some grays and, you know, they're not, I don't know, the panel lines aren't perfect, but whenever you look at a real deal, they're, they're not all like that either. I, I don't know. I think yeah. I'm just making up excuses for myself so that I can, <laughs> <laughs> this kit, like the great wall kit, it, it's nice, but the, you know, the panel lines kind of disappear in some places. And so it's like, man, crap, I should have probably gone through there and maybe uh, rescribed it. I just said, nah, I wasn't going to do that. But um, that's kind of really my deal, man. If, if, if I can, I really do like the Tamiya stuff. And yeah, um, I, yeah, the Ronsonol stuff works really well. But I, I found that Turpinoid with a little extra elbow grease does, will take that staining out if you get any kind of staining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably, probably you know, that probably 50-50 between Turpinoid um, and, uh, and the uh, Windsor Newton oils. 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. and then, yeah, the other, uh, the, all the Tamiya colors. I, I really, I really dig them a lot and they smell cool. good. They do. Awesome. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. I mean, to each his own, like what works for you? I mean, like, you know, I, I, like you said, I really like the consistent, crisp, even panel line. And when I don't mm-hmm. have that, it just, I, it, I just, I, I, it just drives me freaking bonkers. And so one right. of the things I've also learned sometimes though, if I've got a panel line that is just not, it's just not holding the wash, I pull out a pencil and I sharpen the absolute crap out of that pencil. I make sure that it's very matte. I might hit it with a dull coat because try to run a pencil on a glossy surface and nothing's really going to happen. You know, kind of like when you're using those weathering pencils, like Prismacolor pencils, people are like, those things suck. They don't even work. I'm like, okay, hold on. What surface are you putting them on? Well, I just, whatever I paint it, I'm like, yeah, it's got to be matte. It's got to be nice and matte. So it has something for the pigment to bite into. Same thing with the pencil. But Mm -hmm. sometimes on decals, if I'll get a little ants, a little nervous about, oh, man, I don't want to put a bunch of blob of whatever. I'll just use a pencil and go through the panel lines and the rivets with the pencil. That's what I did on the F4. I didn't actually put a wash on them. I just used a, a pencil. So I've cheated. I've cheated a couple of times. You know, the, the MiG-29 has that, that funky weld underneath the cockpit. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's kind of, it, it shows up as, as a raised feature on the, on the great wall yeah. kit. Um, but it's super weak. And so yeah. I, I actually cheated and I kind of masked off a line and I have this, yeah. I don't even know where the heck I got it, but it's like a, it's a company called Aqua Aqua Relable. I don't know. It's a it's it's one of those pen, those one of those things that writes on like glass and metal. And, oh you know, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a, I guess it's some sort of wax. But anyway, huh. it, dude, it's fantastic. And I actually just drew really lightly. I drew the panel line in. So sweet. It's kind of cheating, cool, but but you know how to be there. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever used? Uh, I mean, I guess you know that's what we do. But have you guys ever used like? I don't know. There's all sorts of like weird clay washes and stuff like that. I mean, way I mean, back I, in the day before I got my ways righted. Yeah. I used yes. to use a clay wash every now and again. And right. I was shunned to the dungeon and chained up in the <laughs> hole and was told it puts the lotion on his skin or it gets the hose again. And I That's quickly right. learned that that wasn't for me. And uh, which is funny because Way back when I first started, I used to use oils all the time and enamel wash over an enamel paint, you idiot. And so, yeah, it, yeah, really it just turn out so good. The, le- the, the growing pains you go through. Yeah, all good. But we were all there, though. You know, I remember the first time I put a, oh, wow, this wash thing looks pretty neat. Oh, what just happened? That's the good part for me is. I never had a futz around with any of that stuff because whenever I met you, you're like, oh yeah, you just need to get some oil paint and some turpenoid. So I've been yeah. oil paint and turpenoid wash since I started. Yeah. That's the that's the benefit of having somebody, you know, <laughs> show you what to do. Yeah. Buy a tester kit and in the instructions, they would have the uh like that little catalog, you know, and have a couple kits and have different paint colors. They would have model master enamels and have the FS color. And that's why I used model master back then because good color, good colors. That, yeah. yeah. FS their color. colors were spot on they they were they were they were good you could yeah. get them I mean, anywhere i used them because that's what i didn't know about gunsy aqueous i didn't know what gunsy was you know gabe and mark schachter were the ones who were like hey you should try this paint i'm like what is this and i was and i smelled it and i was like well that smells pretty good and then i sprayed it and i was like oh, and that was it i was that was it never never again I, I i still to this day when i'm doing camo and i'm using aqueous i'm just like this is i can't believe how much fun this how easy it is you know it's just 
It's good stuff. Moving on to big, bigger and better things. It's time for everybody's favorite. Mail call. So I uh, got the mailbag this week, and I, we got quite a few good ones. Um, I'll make sure and hit all of them, um, but we're going to focus on a couple that had some pretty good questions. So but we'll just start from the top. So I just want to thank Andrew Armstrong from Center Point, New York. Uh, thanks for the uh Thanks for the email. He loves the show. Really enjoyed the Dave Roof episode. In fact, uh, he had to jump on and order some uh, Marine Corps C-130 decals. Hoorah! So uh, again, Andrew, thanks for the email and good luck. Uh, good luck on the on the C-130. Uh, also, moving on to uh, this is this is a really good one. This one's from Jared Cal um, from Natick, uh, Massachusetts. Loves the show. We had a really good question about uh, intakes. Uh, suggesting this uh, for one of the topics on the on the show, and um, Jared, we're just going to go ahead and kind of lightly hit on intakes and kind of what how we like to to go about um, fixing them. Well, first of all, intakes are a pain in the ass. Period. Uh, there is no like easy way unless you get like some super awesome aftermarket uh, pre-made resin all uh, that fully drop fit uh, intakes. Those are great. Intake plugs, plugs are great. Intake covers, those are awesome. But there's no substitute for the good old filling and sanding and filling and sanding and sanding and more filling and sanding intakes. So if you don't want an intake plug and you don't want uh, to have some covers and you don't want to spend the money, because usually the aftermarket stuff, it's not cheap. Like I know there's a ton of aftermarket, like Super Hornet stuff, or you know, they are not cheap, but man, they're nice. Um, now the kills that's something that i've used on several f16 intakes i've used the kills method and it does work it works really well but man it took me like three or four pours and redos to get it to where it looked right um so it was it was a lot of effort but i don't think there's any substitute to just using some putty using some some sanding sticks and uh sanding and getting your getting your intake to look good but i, I do like the kills uh, technique that I think that works really well, but the bottom yeah, there, line, yeah, go ahead. There's, a, there's no easy way to get around intake seams and line. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. work. It's it's yeah. putting in the work, man. If you don't want to, uh, you know, have have them there, and uh, I'll just I I, I noticed he, he mentioned he's originally a Dorchester guy, just like me. Oh, um, and, and it I gotta correct you, man. It's Natick, not Natick, man. I'll, I'll hear about it. We'll hear about it otherwise. Yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not from Massachusetts, so I, I don't, don't give a shit. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, intake wise, it's it's work, man. Um, yeah. God, yeah. You know, I just thinking back to the I, I I've done the kills method with the uh, with that F15 I did, and, and it worked out nice with that because it's just kind of a straight shot. Uh, you get some of the curve. You've done it with the F-16s, though. It's a really it works good effect. really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Works. But it's but that's um, effort, too. Like, the kills the kills technique is not... It's not foolproof. Easy. Yeah. No. No, it's I, not. It, it, it's, it's t- in fact, I think it's harder than filling and sanding. Because yeah. Yeah, if you, you don't get it ca- done, you got to be careful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And also, one thing that wasn't mentioned was aftermarket resin ones, man. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much any modern jet that's out there now, it, regardless of manufacturer, you're going to have a, an aftermarket set. And, and you know, the, the, the standards of resin casting these days, they fit, they look good. Uh, you know, the guys that mold them in white, man, that's just a bonus. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. If it, if it's a jet that requires that, you know, so. Yep. Or he can buy it to me a kit like with the F4 or the Tomcat and the out of the box they're perfect because the fit go. is just ideal. That. So, yeah, it's good times. But yeah, I think I think the the first you know, the first thing is just, you know, if you can find an aftermarket set, do it. They can be pricey. If you if you don't mind putting a, an intake plug or, you know, you can use one of those or a cover. But there's no substitute for sanding um, and filling, filling and sanding, sanding and filling your intakes. And and it's usually you put in the effort, it looks good. Um, and, and I did both. Like when I did the F-16 intakes, I filled and sanded as best I could. Then I did the kills. And that worked really well. Yeah, that's how, um, not that's just, how I've had to do it in the past. It's the same way. Yep. Fill, sand, yep. get it pretty close, and then do a little bit of kills over the top. And yeah, yep. you're good. Awesome. Well, Jared, if you got more, I really appreciate the questions. And Whitey, correct me again. How do you pronounce where he's from? Natick. Natick, Massachusetts. Awesome. Well, Jared, thanks for the email. And if you got more questions, more specific stuff, just shoot them to us. Happy, happy to answer those. The next one is from Don Gilman. Don, thanks for the email coming from College Station. Um, he's, uh, he's, of course, he's an Aggie, and uh, but he's, he says he builds for fun. Very similar story to all us geeks, uh, but he's currently working on seaplanes and float planes and uh, fire bombers. And if you're in the College Station area, uh, look up uh, Don. I mean, we can try to put you guys in touch with him, but he's got a, a new model club that he's starting up called Aggie Land Modeling Club. So, uh, again, uh, good luck to Don and, and, and all the folks there. Hope you guys will have a great club. It's, we love our club. We always say, Hey man, get involved in a club, getting around a bunch of guys, talk models. It's always, it's always a good time. So Don, again, thanks. Thanks for the email. Appreciate it. Good luck to the club, Tim. Thanks for another email. (laughs) Lots of good interview subjects provided. So we'll probably hit you up and talk to you and who knows, maybe we'll bring you on as another uh, guest. We're going to do another interview. Uh, but yeah, thanks for all the the good interview subjects. Thanks to Chris Mettings as well from Inside the Armor. Uh, sent a great pick of the uh, of the Argentine A4. Um, and again, we're always happy to help. And of course, um, thanks to Chris. Uh, of course, uh, thanks for the email. And we're more than happy to support um, your book. Thanks. Thanks for for uh, doing that. And it's for a good cause. The next, next email we've got is from a gentleman named Steve, I'm going to say Metheny. And uh, again, Steve loves the show, builds uh, airplanes and helicopters. Uh, again, similar story to all us geeks, you know, started off at a young age and uh, really enjoys uh, still building. And he's working on a, a Hobby Boss 48 scale growler and a trumpeter F-106, all 48 scale uh, or quarter scale, as Vince Mankowski likes to say. So the question is, what paint should he use for the F-106? Now, he's talking about, you know, the F-106s seem pretty clean. They're not very weathered, but he just, what, what, what kind of a panel line wash would you recommend? And what kind of paint? So um, I think the, we are, the consensus here is the perfect ADC gloss gray is from Gunsy Aqueous. It's, uh, it's H57. That is the paint you want to use. And I think the Mr. Color uh, has a color as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, again, that's, um, I don't, it's not H57, but it's the the 57 designator for Mr. Color. C, which is right? Is, the, C. is it okay, Mr. So Color C? C, uh, C? C57. Thank you. I should know that, but, you know, 
I think Model Master, because you know, there's people that use Model Master still. I think Model Master yeah. made a great ADC yeah, they, grade they too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's asking which one we liked, and I would definitely yep. go with the the Mister Color Lacquer or the um, Gunsy Aqueous uh, colors. Yeah. I think those are really so H57 or C57. Those are the two colors you want to use now. You heard us talk earlier about panel line washes and what you could use, uh, but with both of those, you can use either you can use the Tamiya uh, panel liner or the Windsor and Newton Artist oils thin with uh, terpenoid. Uh, that would be my recommendation. And yeah, I mean, even though they're not weathered very heavily, I still would shade them a little bit. You can do a little bit of shading to to just kind of make it look the the finish stand out a little bit. Um, you know, you can always obviously use the airbrush to do some streaking and do use the oils to do have some grime because any aircraft is going to look, it, even after one flight, there's going to be oil leaks, there's going to be dirt, there's going to be grime. So, you know, but it's your model. So you, if you feel like we're just very lightly painting it and then putting a panel line wash on it, cool. I would shade it. I would dirty it up a little bit, make it look, you know, weathered a bit. Um, you don't have to fade it like it's been sitting out in Amar for years, but, um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, try a panel line wash and shade it a little bit. So, um, anyway, there you go, Steve, take it for what it's worth. Try some ADC gloss gray from, uh, Aqueous H57 or from Mr. Color C57 and use a panel line wash, the enamel from Tamiya or a, uh, Windsor and Newton artist oils then with terpenoid. There you go. That's what I do. John McAvoy sent a really uh, cool pic of a P38 that he's working on with some bourbon in the back again. So uh, uh, thanks for the email, John. Appreciate it. Lee Edmonds, uh, again, loves the podcast and he concurs. He's not a huge fan of the competition. And, um, you know, I, I think that his club, he said that the guys just really enjoy just bringing in their models, talking about models and displaying them but he's just not a big fan of the competition and certain folks are like that, you know, just, you're just in for the camaraderie and uh, really enjoys uh, just, just putting, putting models together and showing them off to his buddies. And uh, he's coming from uh, Ballarat, which is a, uh, hope I said that right. It's just a West of Melbourne in Australia. So again, Lee, thanks for, thanks for listening and thanks for the email. Last email was uh, our buddy, Paul Wheeler. Again, Paul, thanks for the email. Um, hopefully you got some good information. We talked quite a bit, uh, so I'm not going to go into it again on panel line washes and the process and what we do. But again, thanks for the email. And th- and again, man, thanks for thanks for always listening and thanks for uh, supporting us and always being so interested and improving. It's awesome to see that. And uh, you're you're coming a long way, my friend. Uh, models are looking awesome. So cool. Thanks. That wraps up the old mail call and. Uh, Good deal. Boom. Done. Friel, you got a question? You got a comment? Nah, man. Nah. I'm just no, excited to be good? here. Yeah, I'm good. Good. This is like good. a highlight of my day, man. When it's, when, when it's record day, like all it the other crap be. that's going on and man. dealing with a lot of shit. Like, oh, excuse me. A lot of crap Stuff. in the last week and a half. And- crap, yeah. It's just great when I can just sit back with some buddies and just talk model stuff. And it's just it's just good times, great. man. It is. Man, we're just man. getting going. We we're are. Just we're just going. getting fired up. Fired up. All right. the, I'm cracking a beer, man. Thanks. Crack it. That. You got me fired oh. up, dude. Yeah, there man. I've go. been drinking Good. white Russians. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Right. We're almost. House, though. We're, we're, we're almost to the main topic, man. Almost. 
What the heck is that thing? White Russian Russian by Cutwater. They are phenomenal. Let me tell you, they are delicious. (laughs) Very delicious. He's half in the bag already. (laughs) It sure is. It's good Good to go. Hey, man. All right, cool, man. Well, anyway, that was a good mail call session. And again, um, just want to thank everybody for writing, dropping us a line. You can do that either by, uh, if you want to, uh, get in touch with us. You can either reach us on the Facebook page um, or of course um, you can always reach us at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com. All right, let's, um, it is time for the main topic. All right. Main topic here for episode 33. I hadn't mentioned it earlier. It's about uh, painting metallic finishes. So, um, and then, you know, again, Darren and I, we, we switched off so um, I took his show this week because he's on vacay and then he's taking mine next time. So um, I got a lot of comments, a lot of questions about uh, the metal parts that I've done, the metallic parts that I've done on the SU-27, some of the other aircraft that I've done. <clears throat> Lots of folks have just said, how do you do it? So I thought that we could kind of talk about it in depth and detail and uh, kind of go from there. So just starting off the real Barney style, right? There's like three kind of basic, we'll just talk about type of paint, right? So you got enamel, lacquer, and acrylic. So enamel, I, there are, and that's the thing about enamel, man, that stuff just sprays like butter. That AK real metal stuff is no joke. Even model master, it, it does spray really nice, but it's, you know, again, it just doesn't fit the, how I like to do washes. So that's why I don't use AK, even though the first time I sprayed it, I was like, wow. I mean, it is just, it's awesome. So if if you have a wash, that's not, you know, enamel based, or I guess basically you want to use something that's not very toxic. So like a a water based, like a clay wash or something would certainly work with it. But again, just doesn't fit my style, but man, it, it sprays more beautiful than anything I've ever sprayed before. And then you got lacquer, and that's I think that's kind of the sweetness, the, the 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 medium there. So, of course, MRP Gunsy Super Metallics, all clad Tamiya LP stuff. They're all lacquer based, uh, really really good paint. And then some of the more uh, acrylic based stuff like Gunsy Aqueous and Tamiya, they do make uh, metallic colors, but eh, they're 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 not all that great. So me, my question about the type of paint for all of you geeks is. What do you guys prefer and why? So I'm going to open that up to the floor. Anybody, what do you guys say? What do you like? What do you use? Why? Well, when I do a, a natural metal finish, I'll usually run with Alclad. But I have the AK Extreme Metals are really good. I've had very good success with them. And I like to use them for panel differentiation between different panels and stuff on an airframe. And, and I, I still, you know, I still use model master metalizers to me. Those were some of the, my favorite model master paints because you had their buffing and then their non-buffing ones. And so you could mask off your panel, you could paint it, and then you could go and you could buff that, that panel. And back in the day, there used to be S and J metal powder where you would um, have a base coat and then you would go back and then you'd rub in the uh, that metal pigment that they gave you, which was pretty good back in those days. Back in I never used that. Did, did you ever use that stuff? Man? I did. I used it on a monogram pro modeler F 84. 
and never used i never used it yeah it was back when i was still kind of figuring out the hobby and you know i want to do enough this this f84 and i used it and it was by hawkeye models i think it was was the guy that made it and uh and i remember spraying and i was doing some panel differentiate you know shading some other panels and i got too close with the outclad and it spidered on me and you know back in those days man when outclad first came out it was you gotta put a an acrylic base down to protect the plastic and and i thought it was just like screwed so i just tossed it in trash because i had a big <laughs> ass spider on it on the lower left part of the fuselage and i was just like damn it i was so pissed so what kind of but, wash for what kind of wash are you using well, when you're using the ak well uh, the ak stuff now here's where you got to be careful because it is an enamel and i took my happy ass to michael's or not michael's but hobby it might have been michael's way back in the day and i have watercolor they make watercolors and i have uh raw sienna burnt sienna, burnt sienna and lamp black and when i did a natural metal finish i used the windsor or i forgot who made i think it was windsor newton made acrylics or watercolors and i would use those over my natural metal finishes so is that what you're using today when you could so, you say that's what you like to use so well just, yeah. that was back then so now i really haven't done a full-on full natural metal finish what'd you pick your p51 your old goat okay so now that? now that one i used alclad ak extreme metal and then when it was done i put a coat of uh, ooh, I want to say it was Tamiya Tamiya gloss. Maybe I think I put a thin coat of that over it to kind of seal it in because yeah. like I said, I used the Windsor Newton oils and that way the oils wouldn't react with the enamel that I put down. And I think that was what I did because I'm not, because I mean, you guys know you've been in a war zone, a natural metal finish on an aircraft it's not real shiny well come on yeah no and so they no, weather and they, they dull on. within like being in theater a couple of weeks you know they kind of dull and and so yep. i'm not a real big stickler for real shiny metal finishes and so i kind of i like the more subtle matte kind of subdued kind of finishes on my natural metal airplanes and that was what i did on the uh on the tamia p51 the old goat cool why do you what's your what do you like like if you're gonna do what do you like using oh man i just avoid natural metal finishes altogether man. <laughs> amen moving on okay yeah no uh, no i'll yeah. tell you what man i get a lot of projects out there on my in my stash that i really want to get to uh most notably i, I got a 48 skill b29 that i'm gonna do at some point i think i'm gonna Ooh, go with yeah. foil on that one though but that's yeah. that's a topic for a different day uh, 48 skill B58. Golly, that would wow. just be cool. Um, uh, but lately, yeah, I, I got I got that kit for five bucks. Wow, really? That's that's still, still that the plastic's still in the wrapper. That is highway yeah. robbery. Get on the five dollars on the eBay and see what they're asking on that. I know, yeah. the, no, but the, the, the uh, box is all trashed, but the interior yeah, who cares, is still the plastic, man. still wrapped. You know yeah. what? Yeah, the Caracal decals. Look how much those, the Caracal decal she's going for too. Ooh, yeah, man, man, high dollar. HTF OOP OOP. Sorry, Whitey, keep keep going. <laughs> um, all right, so you know, I, I look over there at my display shelf, and uh, I have all but 
right now, just one natural metal finished aircraft <laughs> over that F eighty six H that did a while back, yeah. and that was Al-clad. did we do conversion? Yeah, man, uh, I used Alclad there because that stuff is simple. You can shoot it, and it's uh, hard as rock. You can mask over it. Uh, you still got to be careful with masking, though. I still always detack my paint, mm-hmm. uh, detack my tape rather tape, before I yeah, before yeah. I hit panels. Gotcha. Um, but I just like you know the variation of shades that they offer you. Uh, you, you can do pretty much anything. Uh, cool. Let's see. But now I will say, you know, first question I asked you when I saw your suit 27 stuff was, all right, dude, what are you using metal metal wise here? And you said MRPs, man, they're great. You know, so I'll definitely MRP. try those, uh, it, which I wonder how close they are to Alclad because Al- they're both lacquer based. But I know that you know? when I've sprayed. So I the reason why I went with the MRP is is how it sprayed. It's just yeah. like the all clad that I have. They're even new bottles. It just, it just didn't spray quite as nice as, um, as MRP or even as nice as the Gunsy Super Metallics. So yeah, yeah that's it's just that MRP stuff. The metallic stuff is just. It, I mean, I could even like draw pencil lines. That's how nice and fine the pigment is. Yeah, is I can yeah. really dial and I can shade it really well. So, right. Now, I, I, let me correct myself. I, I also have a 32 scale P51 over there. There you go. Kit. Now that and that was Alclad as well, though. Yeah, I, I used yeah. that. Um, you know, I mean, I think I have a couple of bottles of the AK stuff. I just haven't got to using them. Uh, I think you and I bought them at the same time, and I think you used yours first. And you're like, oh man, this is enamel based, and kind of the same yeah. same boat. Yeah. I like using the, the oil wash, and you know, I was like, oh well, there goes that idea. Because uh, we weren't sure when we bought it at the time. I don't know when it first came out. We were kind of like, is, you know, I forget where the heck we were. I might have been up at Piper Hobby or something. We were buying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm not going to go. I'll go with tra- what's tried and true. I'll stick with the Alclad and I'll try this MRP just because of what it's based with. Cool, man. Pearl, what's up? You got a question? Uh, I think Alclad is acetone based and that was why when it first okay. came out yeah. you had to put an acrylic barrier down because the acetone would eat into the plastic but i found that if you didn't go out there with a heavy finger and just blast that stuff on and you put on light coats i think it was gil hodges back down there at ipms first coast when outclass first started coming out he that was what he did he just like you know light coats and you let dry and you won't have that plastic crazing effect when you just take Alclad and you yeah. just, you know, you go full finger well, here's on the, it. The thing there, too, is with Alclad, if you're going to have to put a, a primer down on it, you know, because, Scott, you talked to before about if, I, if I'm doing natural metal stuff, I want to just be on the plastic without any scratches, exactly. without any yep. roughness, without any anything in there, yep. you know, without... Because, I mean, God knows, that's, that's the deal when it comes to natural metal finishes. Any flaw is going to show up like like a turd in a punch bowl, man. Yep. I mean, I, I've put all clad on bare plastic and nothing happened. So I don't know what the, the solvent yep. base is, whether it's acetone or whatever it is. Yeah, but, me either, man. You know, it it, I, it says lacquer. So I think it's a lacquer. So and it, and it and it doesn't, I mean, you can, the Windsor and Newton Artist Oils and to me on the ammo panel, it doesn't do anything to it. Just so, so it's rock hard, man. It's good stuff. So Justin, what do you like? You like um, it. you know, uh, in the past, what what I've what I've done for a long time, um, 
I'll send over a couple pictures. You know, I, I don't know. Y'all can you can post them up on on the Geeks podcast page or whatever, so people can at least see. You know, I mean, these guys don't. Know yeah. Who the heck I am. Um, but uh, you know, uh, like Whitey, I'm kind of looking over here and trying to see. Uh, the most recent one that I finished was a was a MiG-15. Um, yeah. You know, I, I did that one up in um, I guess they're North Korean markings. You know, those North Koreans that were flying. It. Oh wait, no, those were oh those weren't Russians, weren't they? Anyway, um, <laughs> it looks nice too, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. And so I think what I, what I did on that one is, you know, um, I had decanted, gosh, man, years ago, ah, some, yes. of the, some of the bear, what is it? It's the aircraft series. It's the Tamiya. Silver Leaf? No, not Silver Leaf. That stuff's pretty Like their gloss the, aluminum or AS-12 or whatever that's it, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the AS-12, yeah. aircraft aluminum or something, or, yeah. or something like that, right? That's a good color, aluminum. Man. So that's, yep. that's what I use. And so what I'll do, because, man, I've never, ever been a guy who masks and then sprays more metals. I just don't do it. Like, oh, I'm going to spray a different color metal. That's just not my thing. So what I do is I mask panel and I'll get like, you know, 99.5% alcohol and 0.5% paint. Like, let's say a black. Yep. And then I'll, I'll shade over the top of that. Dude, I'm talking one pass. You really? Know? And yeah, just one pass, and then you unmask it, and then it's got a different shade to it. Um, hmm. Most of the time, it's a flat Tamiya. That's kind of what I've used in the past is like a Tamiya flat. I mean, you're not going to make it flat with as little paint as you got in there. So basically, I, what I do is I go back and I tint the panels, and that's just kind of that's kind of how I've always done it. And I'm like, y'all, though, I don't like super shiny. I want it to be kind of dull and kind of flat. There's been a couple of times, like I did an F86 a while back. I'm sure y'all remember. Um it just and the it, P47, yeah, yeah. It was just too flat, yep. you know. What I mean, the, the F86 came yeah. too flat. Like I, I, I usually will do kind of a flat coat because I don't really know how you hide. That's that's the thing about natural metals. How do you hide all the stencils and how do you hide that? You know, so, the the carrier film on the decals and that's that's the hard part for me. Would that I did be a, a semi glossed? Oh, sorry. What? No, I don't. Go I mean, ahead, he's Scott. just he's just shading the. He's just shading the paint. I mean, that's what I do too. That's yeah, but wouldn't I that use be the, the filter though? It kind of is, I guess. So you're kind of just <laughs> coloring. I mean, not over the whole thing, but just over certain that. panels. It, it works it. really well. Yeah, it works really well. I've always kind of thought, you know, it, it takes a little bit of patience, like you know, punching out circles. That's kind of what I'll do. Is I'll or I'll use that little the what is it the thinner line the hobby what is that shadow hobby yeah shadow yeah, hobby the little circle cutter. You know, I'll cut a whole bunch of circles out and then mask and spray and. That's just that's just kind of how I've always done it. Um, done that. Yeah, that's... And, I, and then I threw aqua gloss. Sorry, I, I threw aqua gloss over the top of the MiG fifteen. And what was cool. weird, it was like it wasn't super glossy. It was kind of satin, and then it hid the edges. I don't know what I did. I just was like, hey, whatever just happened. That's cool. And actually, <laughs> it actually hid the it hid the edges of the decals, and, and I was happy with it. So cool, man. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thing. What I mean, what, what kind of wash did you use? Your regular um, Windsor Newton and yeah, again, it's it's lacquer, so you can use anything. Um, yep. And, and I, I'm, I'll shoot you some pictures too of the. I've started the exhaust on the uh, the, the Res Kid exhaust on this Mig 29 as well. Yeah. Um, cool. And I, I used I used some of the new LP11, the uh, sure yeah. lacquer LP11. God, that stuff sprays. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. Yeah. So like butter. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice. And again, you can use any, pretty much anything you want to over the top of it. Um, cool. I don't think anybody uses lacquer washes or anything like that. So no, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's a no no. So yeah, it, that you can kind of use anything over the top of that. And I think I use some Tamiya panel line wash and maybe some other little stuff like that. 
but I, you know, cool. I, just, just to not, not to take it too far. Um, but I have used the, uh, the, uh, extreme metal stuff. And I've yeah. found that if you let it dry for two or three days, you can use Windsor, Windsor Newton with turpenoid over the top of it. Cause that turpenoid's not, it's not super hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, but you can't, you probably can't like freaking right, sit yeah. there and, you know, rub the heck out of it as hard as you want, but you can, you can, if you just want to get just a, you know, right down those panel lines, I've, I've done it and I've had no issues. So I've had good success with gum, gum brocher. They're odorless. Yeah. Odorless mineral spirits. Yeah. I've had good success with, and it's like a little less hot than enamel thinner, or it could be enamel thinner, but I found that it's easier to work with as well. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Justin Whitey for all. Yeah. That's, I mean, like I said, I, 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 I really like the, the MRP stuff. That's what I used on the SU 27. And I, I did a combination of, I used uh, just a regular straight silver and then yeah, some what are those colors called? I'd love to, I'd love to grab some of those. I just haven't. So it was literally, it was silver was the mm-hmm. first color that I used, which is just, I couldn't believe how well it sprayed. Um, and then I used Dura aluminum and those are the all, and then titanium just cause that's got a little bit of that gold mm-hmm. color to it. Shit. And I did use the burnt violet and the burnt blue. Um, both those are, they, they just have a very sweet little blue and purple kind of tent to it. So I use those. Those are metallics uh, I, as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then I, I, and I went back, it even says like engine burnt, burnt violet or burnt blue or whatever it was. And, um, and then I also used the technique, Justin, that you're talking about, where I shaded and used the the Tamiya flat black. And then I'd go back afterwards and just like very lightly an overspray of the silver or dura aluminum just to kind of just a just a very I mean very light, like like stand like almost a foot back with the airbrush and spray over it. And then I took a t-shirt and I polished the crap out of it. And it yeah. just has this luster. And this weird, when you zoom in, it's just unreal what it looks like. It looks like it's metal. I love the so, gun, the variations you have on that gun, that, that gun section where you kind of got, you know, the, yeah, kind of the streaking look. look. Yeah, yep. it looks, yeah, it looks I was, great. it came out really cool. I was, I was pretty jazzed when it, I was like, you know, just trying some new stuff. Cause I haven't really done a ton of, I mean, I've done like a P51 or a P47. That's easy, but I wanted that different looking shading kind of what is going on there. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really jazzed how it came out. Well, cool. Let's move on to, and I think we've talked we've talked about all this. I mean, that that first, I knew that first, the first, you know, j- jumping head first into what kind of paint do we like to use and paints that are out there. But now it's like the different methods of application. Of course, we all like the airbrush. I mean, you can use spray cans, you can brush paint. Uh, you know, you can obviously decanting paint. You can do. Um, my personal favorite other than an airbrush is masking and painting or painting whatever with the Tamiya flat black. And of course doing my model master Chrome silver dry brush. Um, that's something that works for me. A lot of people are like, I just don't know how you do it. They need, they're like, I want to see you do it. And, um, cause like Darren did it a couple of times and he's like, I'm just not getting the effect. And I'm like, well, what, what are you using? Oh, well, I had some Mr. Surfacer black laying around and I used some MRP. And I'm like, well, there's, you got it. It only works with, for me, to get the effect that I want. It only works with Tamiya acrylic flat black and dry brushed with Model Master chrome silver. That was, that's what works. 
Um, but of course, using the airbrush is is what I like to do, and I think probably what you guys like to do uh, the best too is just using the old the old airbrush. Um, any thoughts on what's your favorite way to apply it? Yeah, man. I mean, I I can't think of another way I've ever done it. You know, I have done some of the some of the dry brushing though. Um, yeah. And I do like it. And yeah, you're right. You have to have that flat to me and you've got to have an enamel over the top of it or else you'll start yep. pulling, pulling stuff. Just pulls off. it up. Yep. Yeah, it mixes and then it looks around. goopy. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look very well. Um, no. I've used, you know, you know, I still have looking over here in my little stash. I still have a couple of bottles that I got a long time ago of like some of the buffing metalizer, the old, you know, model master stuff. Model master. There you go. They made and some it, good metalizers. It's the, and it dry brushes really nice, especially, you know, like I was talking about like Warhammer stuff, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that stuff does work really well. Um, and, you, know, they, you know, speaking of Warhammer, they make some really cool, if you're wanting details and stuff like that, the, uh, the Warhammer stuff, what are they? The Citadel colors, some of the, like, there's yeah. like a Mithril silver and uh chainmail silver. Some of those, those silvers actually, you know, if you thin them with a little bit of water, you can brush paint those things for days. I mean, I did like all the weapons and stuff on some of these old gooby, these old gooby dudes. Um, and did it, <laughs> cool. I mean, it, it turned out good, you know? I mean, as long as you're thinning it and you're not, you know, you're not brushing it whenever it starts to dry and you start, you know, streaking and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that so has really it, well. Has anybody used those? Is it AK makes them the metal paste where it's like a paste where you put on like a Q-tip? I, I, and I tried you, it. I tried it. it I, I couldn't get it to look good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't what like about, it. What about these things? Have y'all ever tried these? I'm showing some bottles of this Vallejo mm. liquid liquid gold and liquid silver. I have not. No. Al- it's no, alcohol-based. Alcohol-based. Like, it smells like alcohol when you open it, I think. Hold on. Oh, yeah. It smells just like rubbing alcohol, man. <laughs> it kind of burned. I think you're supposed to waft, aren't you, instead of like sticking your nose down in there? <laughs> my, high, my high school biology teacher would be so mad at me right now. Anyway, uh, but this stuff works really well as well. I mean, for uh, for painting small, small bits. But it, it's one yeah. of those things. Paint it and leave it alone. Don't yeah, sit man. there and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It around. But this like, stuff does like, work really well. One thing I've found that I, I kind of like is... Uh, for really minute small detail effects um like for example painting buckles on ejection seats i'll go ahead and paint the whole thing and then put the dull coat on it and then i use a prismacolor pencil to hit the little yep. bitty because it's if it's matte yep. it really just it'll take the silver really well so that's that's what yep. i like to use yeah, cool man what about the um, Molotow stuff? Have y'all used any of that? Yep, stuff? I, I like it. I've used it. It, it works pretty well for like uh, struts and oleos yep. and stuff yep. like that. Well, I'm saying I've used those Molotov pins to make landing lights. It's a good. So you're using the pen itself. Cocktail. Are you using the pen itself, or are you uh, decanting the stuff? And I am decanting the... it because I find that if you use the pen itself, you get the marks in it, and gotcha. I find that okay. if I, I'll sit there and I have like yeah. my little. I think I bought it. Uh, hobby lobby it's like a little circle and it has a bunch of depressions on it and i'll sit there and i'll shake it up and i'll depress the tip a couple times so i get a puddle of it and then i just take a brush a real fine brush and i'll use that and that's what i use to gotcha okay minimize my brush stroke. that's good stuff man i mean it's it is it it's good like stuff chrome you know it's good i, I get kind cool. of like a funky like clear if you don't shake the absolute ever-loving crap out of this thing I kind of get some blacky, cleary, nasty stuff in there, you know? Um, and so that's, that's kind of my, 
that's kind of my thing with this is if you, cool. if you don't decan it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't decant this stuff, you're going to get some funky looking. It's almost like you have Swirls. to decant it. And yeah, and then you have to like mix it up and yep. then paint yep. it. So yep. when you brush it on with a brush, does it self-level and everything? Or what's, what's yeah. the deal with that stuff? Yeah, it does. But dude, don't ever mess with it. I, I've gone back like three weeks later and it's still like you could take a take a you know, it's not, you don't want to use it on uh, something that you're going to ever touch again is what it's gotcha. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, like boop, landing it oleos is probably that's landing lights with it. Landing yeah, lights, guess, landing lights. you know, cause you can make a little puddle and just leave it alone. Yeah. 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 Just little okay. stuff that you want some good bright chrome. It I have work. one. I just haven't messed with it. Yeah. I'll have to screw around with it and see how, yeah. see how it looks. I think yeah, on, I the, on the MiG 23, I did that and I use a bondic pin. And I filled oh, the depression with that bondic stuff, and I use that to yeah. set it. So it, it kind of like self levels, and you get that All nice. Right. And you can't see the landing lights anyway because they're on the bottom of the intake. So, but yeah, it hey, came out really good. You, that's fun though. Cool. It's freaking fun to make those little lights. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that bondic, you know and it's also fun to to grab the AK um, lenses and stick them on because they're uh, that takes about two seconds. Forget. About those, those things, I, I, yeah, those they are, are awesome. Too. I use I use the shit out of those, and and I got a ton of different <laughs> diameters, and they're 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 I stick them everywhere, man. <laughs> they're cool. Uh, all right, cool. well, um, well, yeah. So so getting back to to you to the metalizing kind of process and paint stuff. So just to talk about like, I'll, I'm just I'll, I'll go real quick on how you know like for the process for the SU27. You know, I, I went straight on to bare plastic as far as surface prep. Like I didn't put a primer. I polished the shit out of it and didn't put any kind of coats or anything on the plastic. I just went straight on to the plastic after a good polish. Um, and I used uh, different shades of MRP uh, followed by I used some inks a little bit to do some. Uh, I think I talked about it on the last episode, the Kohenor, uh, Kohenor blue inks. Uh, which work really well. And if you mess them up, it's water-based. So you just tip, you know, take the Q-tip, dip it on your tongue and just wipe it right off. So that worked really well. But, you know, and then as far as a a, a coat, once I was completely done painting, um, I I mean, it's, 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 it's lacquer. I mean, it is, it's dry. You can touch it. You can polish it. You can do whatever it's, I don't have to put anything on top of it. So, and I, I was able to use uh, the, uh, to me, a panel liner right on top of it. All good. So, um, again, no surface prep primer for me. That's I just polished because you want to put it on the plastic as best you can because that's what's going to look the smoothest. Frill, what's up? Hey, Justin, question for you. You bought some acrylic inks not too long ago, didn't you? From I like, did. was it Hobby Lobby? I actually got them at Hobby Lobby, didn't have them, but Michaels did. I mean, and around here, I don't know what Michaels is like up there, but it's kind of. You know, you don't go in Michaels. There's just no reason. There's, they don't they have a whole bunch right. of like plastic flowers and that's it, you know? And like, I don't know, maybe a tester's kit. Do they still have those? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the, like the Liquitex. Snap tight. Yeah, they might have a snap tight kit. Um, <laughs> now, have you tried those cool. at all yet? I have, yeah. So I bought the Liquitex. I mean, this is like 50 bucks. I was like, oh, but, oh wow. But it's got, you know, it's got uh, all your primary colors. And then it's got a black and a white, and then it's got a burnt a burnt umber as well in there. So oh, cool. Um, I, I did try them. I did try them a little bit on on a paint mule. And dude, you, 
I, I don't I, I don't know yet. You know, I need to talk to Will. Will's used him a whole bunch. Yeah, I think he actually airbrushed him. I watched him airbrush one time. I was going to ask you, do you airbrush it or do you put on the brush? You can do either and you can actually just wipe it off. Like I got it. I left it on there for a little while, let it dry. And then I just took a rag and went and just kind of buffed the paint and the ink went right away. Um, so I'm sure if you sealed it up with some sort of a clear coat, it'd be fine. But uh, I mean, I, you know, the, the, I'm going to use it, you know, to the, you know, how the MiG-29 has all those crazy blue. Some of the pedals oh, yeah, on the burners man. have that crazy Heck, yeah. funky blue. That's what I'm going to try. That's, that's what I figured I'd try. It's kind of bluish purple. So I'm going to try that on some of these things here um, coming up here in the next couple of days, I think. And uh, go from there and see if it, see if it works. If it doesn't, wipe it off. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. It's yeah. it just wipes right off. It's no big deal. Um, in fact, so we had talked about sort of the paint we like to use, the different types of paints. We talked about how we like to, you know, to what's the process as far as what what we're painting with, like how how are we putting it on, what are we doing with the surface. Um, so now it's kind of like okay, you've you picked your paint, you started, you, you painted the model. Now what? Do we put a protective coat on it? Do you put a gloss coat? Do you put a matte coat? Do you polish it? Um, you know, it's sort of like prepping for that that wash and then decals. So again, I think in my opinion, Mike, what I do is I just polish it. I don't put anything else on it. Do you guys do you guys put anything on it before you put a, a wash on it or decals? I guess it just depends on what medium you use, whether you used enamel. Uh, you know lacquer or acrylic just kind of you know it depends i guess that's darren's favorite answer but you guys have any preference as to once the paint's on it's painted getting ready for a wash and some decals what what do you guys do when you do anything special or just leave it alone i don't do any kind of clear coats um yeah me neither i didn't you know on the mig i think again i did aqua gloss maybe even there too um and it didn't seem to affect it you know because i think sometimes you will get an effect your, yep. your your beautiful metal you're like yeah this is so cool and then you put a, a clear coat over the top and it's ooh, what happened you yeah lose some or of that luster absolutely um it, but sometimes that might be the effect that you're like oh that worked out because that's yeah. the effect i'm looking for but um i've seen some like you know some glosses and i'm just like man that's just like it looks wet and then for decals for me i just i put them straight on the the um mrp or or the all clad or whatever the the metalizer i just put like on my p51 i used uh i think i used mrp for that and a little bit of gunsy um the super metallics i just put the decals right on it i didn't put a gloss coat i didn't do anything all i did was polish it i let it dry for a long time like weeks and then i put the decals on and i didn't have any issues and then when i put when i finally got the decals they're done they're dry I just mixed a semi-gloss uh, and sprayed the whole model with it just to kind of even out the, the finish of the silver um, and the decals. And it looks looks pretty good. So how about you guys? I mean, Whitey Frill, you know, what do you like? What did you do? Did you put a gloss coat down before your decals on, like on your P51 or what? No, I mean, I didn't put a, not, mm. on, the, not on the nice shiny metal. I didn't, but then yeah. I did seal them in with, um, I think I used a, uh, you, you know, the P51 I did is a Pacific uh, theater. Uh, yeah. VLF, uh, very long, uh, VLR, VL, very long range. So yep. it's a natural metal and it's operating out of Tinian in the sun. So it's, you know, it, man, I, I, I hit it with a with a flat coat actually. To just to okay. kind of 
it's dusty coral strips, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. kind of what, you know, looking at pictures of the things, none of them were shiny. Yeah. You know, they were just, they were just <laughs> yeah. gross looking, you know, really. And the F-86, that's a, it's a God bird. So I did a gloss coat on that, I think. I think I sealed it. Probably, I think I actually used um, Testa's Metalizer Sealer. I, I'm okay. pretty sure is what I, I, I used with that, which is pretty good stuff. I'm not sure what it, what it's probably lacquer based, just like the dull coats and stuff are. Yeah. But um, I know that that stuff is uh, prone to coming off if you handle an air, if you handle a model, like along the leading edges and things like that. So you want to be careful of that with it. Cool. Yeah. I think just like, that's a one thing kind of like Gunsy Aqueous is, is delicate. It's soft paint, but it's beautiful. Uh, metallic finish is kind of the same way like it, it you just have to be careful with what you're applying on top of it or how you apply it because i've seen some folks that they just don't get the mixture just right and they just are really opening up spraying a lot of pressure opening up the nozzle and just flooding it and it's just not going to level properly you know yeah um yep. you know and i i always i i i Typically, that's what I love. I've learned to love about MRP very quickly. Is you know, you know, I don't need to mix anything in. It. I don't need to put Mister Leveling Thinner or put anything in it. I can just spray it right from the bottle, and it just sprays absolutely beautifully. Um, and again, when we're when we're talking about all these techniques and stuff, folks, just test it out. I I when I before I tested each step on my SU twenty seven, I sprayed it on a mule first, and I checked it out, and I'm like, well what's going on here? Am I getting the effect that I'm looking for? And then when I, sometimes I didn't. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's not what I'm looking for. I want to try. So I try something different. And that's how I kind of came up with the, the process that I, that I'm, that I'm doing now. Um, okay. So paints on, she's polished or, you know, decals are on. We've put a, a clear coat on top of the decals, whether it's a matte or a gloss or a semi-gloss, but what about weathering? How, what's, um, I think we've talked a little bit about it. I know for me, my favorite way to weather metallic finishes is the good old Tamiya black brown mix. That's just, it just gives a nice, uh, applied with the airbrush and that's within sticky notes, especially like on the F4 exhaust. I used, um, the post-it notes and streaked just a very, th like Justin, 95% thinner, 5% paint, man, really thin giving those nice subtle streaks, slowly building up the surface um, vice 80% paint, 20% thinner, trying to do it all at once. Like it's just, it's not going to work. So when I'm, when I'm weathering metallic, I am using really thin to me, a flat black um, brown mixed and just hitting rivets and panel lines and streaks and stuff like that. So how about you guys? What do you what have you guys found that you like to do as far as weathering uh, metallic finishes? Real similar again to you. I, I, sometimes I kind of wonder if we kind of put ourselves in a little echo chamber around here. But I still, you know, just because we all, hey, you know, let's text about it. You know, we sit yeah, here and yeah. text back and forth. We kind of all do the same thing. But it's kind of, we, we really don't. We still like, hey, that's cool. I'm going to do it like this. Um but yeah, I, yeah, black, the whole black brown thing. And again, I think part of the weathering is just like I like I talked about what I did earlier, which is shading each panel. You know, I think yep. that kind of yep. gives you a little bit of that. Um, Post-it notes are something I never thought about until here recently. Like, I think you and Gabe were talking about it one time. I was like, God, what? A, that's so easy. Um, <laughs> it really, it yeah. really is. You know, yeah, so easy. And one one other thing I did think about. You know, when you were, we were talking about decals and you know, clear film on top of, uh, on top of this stuff, man, 
the, the best thing to do is if you can is to paint your freaking markings on either paint or those crazy oh, dry yeah. transfers yeah that 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 then then you have to do nothing to your yep. metal, metallic yep. paint and i kind of so what sorry go ahead bro i like painting my markings on and i think and if i remember right on my p51 the old goat i think the only decals that are on it are the actual old goat on the nose and the star and bar everything else was because uh metcar metcar mask makes codex makes those letters makes a mask of those code of those letters already and i use those to make the codes on the side of the fuselage and i sprayed those and i didn't have to worry about a uh, gloss coat or anything over it and i think it looks better and it saves you a step and you're not adding another layer of that gloss you know so I agree with well, Justin. I think you should, you know, I think painting the markings on a natural metal. I mean, that's how it's done in real life too. You know, stuff was painted on. So one so. of the, the tips that, um, and I don't do this because I don't have the balls to do it, but, um, but Mark Schachter. So he does the opposite of how I would paint when it comes to natural metal. So like when he did his P47, he painted all of the, the colors like the reds and the blues and the yellows and all that. He painted all of that first. Then he masked over that. And the very last thing that he sprayed was the silver. It was the last. And I was like, and he said, it's because he can get the, the, the shiny. And it's, it's, it's just the technique that works for him. But I was like, what you sprayed it. He masked over everything then he sprayed the silver and i was like wow and it's like it's perfect i mean you can zoom all the way in and it looks it's just it's just unbelievable so like his p47 the p51 um are the two that i've yeah all done the metal the the metallic um silver is sprayed last yeah that's that's nuts i remember you told me about that and i was like holy crap really so he sprays it last he sprays it last the very last thing he does. Well, he's got. I don't. That's what I was saying. I don't. I don't have the ball. Oh yeah, he's got. He's got skills like nobody's got skills. Yeah, yeah he does. But um, he needs to well, put cool. a seminar on at the Nats. Uh, Mark is very very quiet. You know he um he he loves going to Nats. Put his model out, then he goes and hangs out with us. You know, hangs out with Jerry. You know, just hits the vendor area. But um, you know, Mark's. Mark's very humble and um, he's a, uh, he's a great guy. He's the guy who taught me how to build for the most part. You know, he's, he's Phenomenal like, Phenomenal hey. builder. Yeah. He's just unreal. So, but yeah, I, I was like, what do you mean you spray it last? Yeah. I spray it last. I, I mask over all the colors. Then I spray the silver. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. The cool but, thing um, is you don't have to worry about, you know, you know how, you know, you say lay, lay the silver down and then you're going to go lay some markings down. Well, Half the time you want to put like a color. Let's say you wanted to spray a red over that silver. Yeah. You know, hey, well, I'm going to put some kind of a pink or something underneath it so that that red pops. Well, then you got to worry yep. about the stupid pink edges showing through. That's right. But the other way, you don't have to. You don't have to worry yep. about it. So yeah, cool. it, it's to listen to him. I mean, I, I'm completely butchering how he talked to me about it because even just listen listening to him talk, he's very precise in what and how he speaks, and it's. I just I can sit there and like listen to him for hours because I just like soak it all in, but um you know his, his it, it's it's the time that he puts into it you know and that's it's a 
it's just amazing. But um, yeah, I think so. So to get back to to what we do, um, you know, as far as you know, like I think we all like to use lacquer based or enamel. I prefer lacquer. Um, putting it on, you know, a, a polished surface. Whether you have a, it's, it's okay to put a primer down. I mean, just I would use a gloss, a glossy primer, not a matte primer. Um, just so that you can, unless that's the effect that you're looking for. Like if you could, if you put it on, uh, um, like Mr. Surfacer, it's got a matte color to it or matte tint to it versus a gloss gray. You're the, it's going to reflect differently. It's going to look different. And, and you might, you have to figure out what, what, what surface are you looking for? Do you want that little bit of matte? Do you want that little bit of gloss? You just have to figure it out, test it on a mule, you know? And then once you get the paint down, it's, you know, making sure that, um, you can, you can put your wash down, then put your decals on and put a final coat, whether it's a gloss mat or a semi-gloss, you know, kind of quote, kind of seal it in, you know, and make it a little bit more durable, but, and then weathering, you know, that's, that's the fun part. It's the fun part, you know, just, uh, but again, I'm worse, just not simple airbrush to me, a black brown mix. That's, that's all I do. Um, well, cool. Well, Again, I, I think this has been uh, – hopefully you guys have enjoyed this topic. Um, you guys got anything? Did we miss anything? Anything else to add before we close it up? No, nope. no, no. You know, I, I would just – you know, I'd say like you, like you have been saying, let me repeat it then is what I mean. Try this stuff out, you know. Um, that Using a paint mule like that, using something that, um, you know, that you're not committing to on your final model – um, that's going to piss you off and you're going to freaking colonize it. Um, can we say that? We can, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can we, say it. We, okay. We've been known to do that. You that's just a, did. Yeah. My yeah bad. You just did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> having that, that you can test stuff on and you know what, sand it off or wipe it off with alcohol or whatever, you know, I mean, that makes a huge difference. You can see what you want to do and then you can do it. And you know, you get a little bit of practice um spraying because i don't think spraying well some of these metallics really do spray really nice but you know some of the other ones i've even thought all clad like you almost have to open up your airbrush and spray it a little fatter of a of a you know because otherwise it seems like it wants to spit yeah you do you know or speckle on you that's i've seen some the older all clad bottles that that'll spit on you and you'll get these Mm -hmm. specks and you're like what the hell and man that'll you want to talk about colonizing yeah <laughs> and then, you know, and that's I, anti-flat at that or it's anti-gloss at that point you know you've got like this funky flat speckly yeah. texture yeah man i think if, yeah. if you got alclad bottles that are more than five years old sitting around in your bot in yeah, your bin them. yeah it's time to get rid of them recently yeah yeah because that paint not a long shelf not, life on that stuff no no it's not like gunsy aqueous that i've got gunsy aqueous bottles that are 30 years old and they st- i can still use them you know it's just it's just good stuff. Well, cool. Well, guys, thanks. Uh, thanks for for giving your inputs for that topic. Uh, hopefully, the the folks out there listening have got some uh, good insight into metallic finishes and how to apply them. And of course, if you you know how to use them, and if, if you've got questions, feel free to hit us up. We're always happy um, to answer your questions. And again, I hope you enjoyed the topic. It was fun to talk about. I I, I used to hate natural metal finishes. Until I found Gunsy Super Metallics, all clad, and now MRP, and now I don't sweat it. I'm I'm buying more kits that I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this natural metal this or natural metal that, and you know, excited to do it because I've kind of learned 
Um, it was a, it was, I, I got out of my comfort zone and I, and I, and I learned how to, how to use them, you know, and I used a, several different mediums, several, di- I used enamels, lacquers and acrylics and found out what worked for me. And, uh, and I, and I had fun doing it. So it was, it was good. And now I've got, now it's just easy. I just use MRP and I'm done. It's all good. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, it's time about that time to wrap up the, uh, the show again, episode 33. Uh, in the books 33 though that's yeah uh, that's crazy cooking cooking along man yeah we are yeah yeah we're moving um anyway so i want to say thank you to justin lentz justin you and i have been friends for a long time my man it's awesome to have you on here and uh to see your work is like beyond inspiring i think we we all say all the time like man he just he just knows what he's doing man it's so it's i I appreciate it man i appreciate you you guys having me on yeah, it's been it's been a blast. Um, and of course, hopefully you can send us some some pictures of your work and we'll put it on the on our Facebook page because I, I want people to see what you can do okay. with yeah, models, do which now. is just it's it'll inspire you. I mean, it does me. It always has. So anyway, it's awesome to have you on, man. It's cool. And it's pretty cool that we've been friends for like, I don't know, 30 years or whatever. Dude, yeah, it's, it's probably been pretty <laughs> close to 30 years, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. And of course, thanks to the best freaking uh, geek buddies that anybody could have. So, Phil and Whitey, uh, thanks for having us here. And, and Darren, he popped in for a second. You know, he he was here, did yeah. a did a little uh, cameo, quick little uh, <laughs> appearance there with the old podcast shout out. So again, uh, uh, D Rand, uh, love you, man. Um, hope you're having fun um, on vacay. Hey, and of course, we... yeah. Oh, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Hey, before we move on, you know, we close out the show. I want to say a special thank you to uh, our good buddy Colin. I won't say his last name due to security reasons, but he's in a place where he's out, he's downrange doing God's work in a place where Whitey and I have been. And uh, he's been a big fan of the show and one of our big supporters from the very beginning. And I like to say a special thank you for him and for all he does for us. And Colin, we can't wait till you're back stateside with us, buddy. Cheers. All right, Pharrell. Thanks for that. Yeah. And, also, I don't want to forget to mention um, our sponsors. So we receive a ton of support from uh, Detail and Scale, uh, Furball, Tamiya, it's Brew Brothers. I, I just can't say enough how much I appreciate um, those folks uh, supporting us in this podcast. Uh, so thank you so much. But I think the big thank you again, it goes out to everybody that can hear my voice. If you're listening to me now, you're the reason why we do this show. We do this show because the people out there, you inspire us to be better modelers. That's why we've done this podcast is to be able to reach out to folks and talk to folks and meet different people and, uh, and help grow the hobby. And by listening to us and giving us a, 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 a part of your day and, uh, and, and helping us, you know, be at the bench with you. It's just, it, it's an honor and uh, we love we love having all the folks uh, come up to us during shows and meet folks. So again, if we're at shows and you see us, please, please, please come up and talk to us. And we love we love meeting people and just talking models. So again, the big thank you is to all the geeks out there. All right. Um, well, I hope everybody really enjoyed listening uh, to episode thirty three. Is a blast going over all the different techniques and whatnot with metal finishes and had some other cool uh, tips out there as well course again just one last time justin thanks man i appreciate it thanks again to whitey and frill appreciate you guys uh being part of the show yeah 
D-Rant, get your ass back here. And uh, you guys have a great day. Um, for now, be excellent to each other. Get out there and build something, all right? Out from the geeks. See ya. See ya. Later. Right. See ya, man. See ya.